The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed, 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Did we talk about Santa Barbara threatening waiters with jail time yesterday? Oh. Santa Barbara is actually threatening waiters and waitresses in their city that if you uh if you give a plastic straw to a customer yeah you could serve jail time yeah we discussed this because i remember us saying what are you mm. in for oh, yeah i'm in for All right. passing out Pass straws, out straws. passing out unauthorized straws is, I, I gave three customers straws. three they, they think it's only two so hey, rocco's in them. for he had a party of 12 oh my god yeah he's and up. he gave them all straws yeah, he's a badass oh man Shouldn't he be in like maximum security? Shouldn't he be in isolation? A person that dangerous? Brazen, right? Waiters will be uh, given a written warning on the first offense, but on a second offense, they'll receive, quote, a fine not exceeding $1,000, imprisonment for a term not exceeding six months. You could go to jail for six months. In Santa Barbara, if you distribute a plastic straw to a customer. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. California's got a three strikes law. Hmm. That doesn't apply to the straws because straws are big business. That's two two times and you're out. Right. Well, you're out for six months. But if you do it a third time, my guess is you're you're out for life. Right. Uh, You got to do the, I mean, you're just, you have to be taken away from polite society. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't have anything to do with actual decent people. Because you're not decent. At that point, no. If you're so indecent that you would hand out straws not once, not twice, Mm -hmm. but on three separate occasions, you don't deserve to be around the rest of us. Do they even give you a trial at that point? No, I don't think so. Why should they? That's true. No, you're good. No, I got it. (laughs) Why should they, Keith? They shouldn't, and you know it. And you know it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Interesting um, controversy because yesterday the White House uh, banned or barred a, a CNN reporter from going to an, an event in the Rose Garden in the afternoon. She was barred from the revo- Caitlin Collins because she was asking questions that apparently President Trump didn't like. So they said because of that you you can't. Uh, go to the next event and i mean this thing has blown up she's uh everybody's making a pretty big deal out of it fox news put out a statement that they stand with cnn in solidarity we stand in strong solidarity with cnn for the full for the right to full access for our journalists as part of a free and unfettered press interesting (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, kind I, of interesting. Why is that different than any other time we've heard people yelling questions at any president? I'm not sure. What I mean, she didn't ask something that was so grotesque. I just don't no, understand. It was like it was like nothing. Was, most, are, you, are you concerned that you know what the other tapes have on it? 
I'll get her out. I never want to see that person again. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, what happened here and where all the controversy comes from. Did Michael Cohen betray you, Mr. President? Thank you, thank you, everybody. Mr. President, did Michael Cohen betray you? Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Mr. President, are you worried about what Michael Cohen is going to say to prosecutors? Let's keep going. Are you worried about what is on the other tapes, Mr. President? Thank you all. Let's keep going. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. Why has Vladimir Putin not accepted your invitation? Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Let's go. Come on, guys. Thank you very much. We're done. We're done. Let's go. Why is Vladimir Putin not accepting your invitation, Mr. President? We're done. Thank you. I mean, it's rude, but wow, it's just chaos. It's just chaos. Uh, you got his people yelling, several of the reporters yelling, and what she's asking is, are you concerned about the other tapes? I mean, is that out of line? Is that that big a deal? <sighs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. And uh, apparently that pissed him off, though. So uh, they wouldn't let her go to the next event at the Rose Garden. And uh, Brett Baer made a statement about that. As a member of the White House press pool, Fox stands firmly with CNN on this issue of access. So far, no response from the White House. It's actually a little bit more than that. CNN says one of its reporters was stopped from covering the president's trade announcement late this afternoon in the Rose Garden. And CNN has just issued a statement. Quote, today, CNN White House correspondent Caitlin Collins was denied access to cover an open press event at the White House. After posing questions to President Trump earlier in the day as the network pool reporter, Collins was told by White House Deputy Chief of Staff for Communications, Bill Shine and Press Secretary Sarah Sanders that her questions were inappropriate. They were not. Just because the White House is uncomfortable with a question regarding the news of the day doesn't mean the question isn't relevant and shouldn't be asked. This decision to bar a member of the press mm-hmm. is retaliatory in nature and not indicative of an open and free press. We demand better. As a member of the White House press pool, Fox stands firmly with CNN on this issue of access. So far, no response from the White House. Uh, some of the audience took exception to that. They were a little pissed at Brett Bear for making that statement. Uh, one of them tweeted out, hey, Brett Bear, she was a rude, disrespectful, pushy, petulant child. It's time to bring some respect back to the press pool. Uh, Britt Hume talked about it yesterday. It's like a free-for-all with zero respect. Time to act like mature and ethical adults. I do you agree with that? Is there I mean, did she do anything that was extraordinary to be uh no. disallowed from attending the next event? No, if we're going to ban every reporter from the press pool that mm-hmm. is pushy and rude and whatever the other adjectives were there, then You're not gonna have the any. press room would be empty. And I think that we just had an uber-sensitive White House um, the first time the president was exposed to the media since the uh, Cohen tape dropped. And uh, they said, anybody brings this stuff up because this is not the time or place, you get them out of here. That's the orders from the executive. And that's what happened. I guarantee you. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Um, Lou Dobbs, though, was on board with what the White House did, of course, because <laughs> Lou Dobbs is always on board with what the White House does. Jeez. The Russians who were indicted, would you ask Putin to... Uh, that's And that's not Lou Dobbs. 
Kind of wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, Here's (laughs) this. This, in fact, is uh, Lou Dobbs. This decision to bar a member of the press is retaliatory in nature and not indicative of an open and free press. We demand better. I guess my question would be, who the hell are you? Uh, The president does insist on respect. Uh, Hmm. That is, by the way, the White House Press Association is the same one that, of course, made us endure one Michelle Wolf. Uh, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders uh, says they told Collins another reporter from CNN could join the event. But Collins responded by saying it didn't matter to her because she hadn't planned to be there anyway. Now, that's what that's what the White House has to put up with. Are you kidding me? Uh, Anyway, all I have to say about that is it's about time there were consequences uh, for disrespectful behavior in the White House. I'm not sure that's accurate. That it's time that there be consequences like this for disrespect uh, in the White House. I don't. I don't know. Is that a big enough deal to start telling reporters they can't attend certain events? Uh, not a, it didn't seem like that big a deal to me. Um, but uh, for Lou Dobbs, if you're not genuflecting to this president all the time, you're disrespectful. You're not doing the right thing. <laughs> I, it's fascinating to watch the transformation of Lou Dobbs and others. But Lou Dobbs, uh, Lou Dobbs was on CNN. I was for, just about to say that. For what, decades? <laughs> and now he's on Fox Business. And ever since President Trump, he just, you can't disagree with this president ever and not incur the wrath of Lou Dobbs. It's kind of amazing to watch. Uh, and again, it's that it's that syndrome where these people who are ardent, hardcore supporters can't hear any kind of criticism of him. And no matter what policy he has, they support it. Even if they've been adamantly, vehemently against it in the past, if Trump favors it now, they favor it. If Trump is not in favor of it, they're not in favor of it. So is it fair to say that they have principle? It's just defined by whatever Trump is in the mood for that day. Yeah, they've got they've got <laughs> Donald Trump principle. Whatever Trump believes, they believe. Oh. Which is hard sometimes because Trump will change his mind like the same day. Separate sentences. Yeah, you better have your phone set on news alerts. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword Trump. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why that happened. Again... I don't remember it with Bush. No. I don't think anybody did that with George Bush. When you disagreed with George Bush, you said, yeah, I, you know, I love this guy. I love the president, but I don't agree with him on this. You can't do that with Trump for some reason. At least Lou Dobbs can't. Sean Hannity can't. Laura Ingram can't seem to. Uh, I don't. <laughs> By the way, um, kudos to uh, the, the Twitter sphere last night. Uh, tweeting at Pat Unleashed. Apparently, Laura Ingram tweeted out, put that in your pipe and smoke it. And so uh, your followers at Pat Unleashed were quick to point out that uh, she didn't use the proper hashtag in front of that phrase. Ah. Hashtag, put that in your pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. All right, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You know, losing weight and keeping it off can be tough. And especially when you've reached a certain plateau of age, uh, your metabolism tends to slow down, and you could really use some help. 
That's where Riduzone comes in. Riduzone can help. Uh, with proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight and help you keep it off. Because that is really hard. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They've taken the good stuff out of olive oil and created a patented product with OEA. OEA has been proven to boost your metabolism and help reduce your appetite so that you don't think about food all day. And that's that's half the battle right there. It's time to try Riduzone. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Riduzone.com. PAT Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome, Triple Eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Yesterday was quite a day for uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. He lost a couple of dollars. Couple of dollars? Mm-hmm. Like twenty billion. That's First of all, they reported sixteen point eight billion. Later, they said nah, it's more like twenty billion dollars. Oh no, honey! In two hours. That's a bad day. Yeah, it's it's hard to imagine. First of all, it's hard to imagine a guy losing twenty billion and still having sixty two billion left. <laughs> now that so, you put it in that perspective, yeah, I'm not going to shed too many tears for him. But that's a that's a rough day when you're losing that kind of money. <laughs> Come home from the office, honey. How was your day? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Twenty billion dollars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Um. So, in less than one hour, Zuckerberg lost an amount equal to the total nominal G- GDP of the entire nation of Jamaica. About 1.7 times as much money as President Trump claims to have made in his entire lifetime. Wow. Uh, the entire market cap of Snap, or if you prefer, United Airlines. Wow. Roughly, the combined salaries of every single player in the NFL... This year, Ooh. or as much as uh, you and your 1,000 closest friends, family members, and acquaintances will make in your entire lifetimes, <laughs> your whole working careers combined, <laughs> assuming that everybody you know works for at least 60 years at jobs that pay an average of $250,000 a year. <laughs> That's... Wow. Do so you think uh, Ms. Zuckerberg was, uh, she's making some returns to Target today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, probably not. No? no? No. Probably not. So so at $17 billion, that was the GDP of Jamaica, right? Yes. I wonder, I wonder what countries, uh, or $20 billion we could, you know, yeah, he, look that up. Even if the losses hold, which they probably won't because mm-hmm. the market price, it'll go back up. Uh, but he he'd still have actually seventy billion, according to Bloomberg, not sixty two billion, seventy billion dollars. Still the sixth richest person on the planet. 
when he woke up yesterday, he was number three, though. So that knocked him down a few pegs. So the annual GDP of the EU is $20 billion. Uh, uh, 20. No, that no that's be. not right. Sorry. Mm-mm. Keep going. I'm uh, looking. I'm looking. But what what is uh, happening now is that there's a movement among some of the investors of Facebook to try to get Mark Zuckerberg out as either CEO or chairman. So he could either, I guess he could keep his chairman of the board status or his CEO of Facebook status, but not both. Because they say he controls too much, and but it's his company. <laughs> I, it, that always kind of drives me crazy when I hear that these owners, you know, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg have too much say. Well, it's it's his company. I know they went public i know he's got shareholders now i know all that but he started the stinking company (laughs) he should be chairman and ceo if he wants to be i mean he rightfully stole it from the winklevoss twins he rightfully took it (laughs) (laughs) he went to all the trouble to take it from his roommates and, uh, you know, turn it into something really big. Mm-hmm. So uh, shouldn't he be rewarded for that? <laughs> sure. Sure, of course he should. You take the initiative to steal a company from a couple of guys? <laughs> I mean, it should be yours forever then. Um, of course, he's he's reached uh, several different settlements with the Winklevoss twins. Um, I think they wound up with, was it $60 million? Is that all they got out of it? I mean, seriously, that's chump change right there. Well, when you think about the Facebook fortune, Mm -hmm. it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty happy with $60 million. But then then when I see the company's valued at $500 billion or something, and you think, wow, uh, we got screwed. Do you ever drive out near my way and uh, see that huge facility Facebook is building out there? Um, They have this monstrous building. That I swear they broke ground on two years ago to store data. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just—I'm sure it's just Candy Crush records that are being stored in there. I'm sure, yeah. but they are still building this monstrosity. Massive. Yeah, it's gigantic. I mean, it looks like it's a million square feet or something. Yeah, I, I gotta get some stats on that place because it is ginormous, and it's not his only. You know, it's not Facebook's only place. Exactly. It's, about, it's uh, th- how many times around the country is this going on? I mean, a lot. Th- it's a lot of data they've got on your uh, Candy Crush records. Uh, yeah. So high score. It, it, yeah. Saved there. That's it. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. But apparently, they felt ever so slightly short of some of their uh, projections, and it was you know out of thirteen billion four hundred ninety million. I think it was thirteen billion four hundred and seventy million they hit, and their stock price plummeted because of that. Can you believe? I, <laughs> in Europe, they supposedly had three hundred and seventy-nine million four hundred thousand uh, subscribers, and instead, the actual number came up to three hundred and seventy-nine million. Period, not the four hundred thousand. Mm. And those two things, supposedly. With numbers almost exactly that. I don't know if those are the exact precise numbers, but it, they're pretty close. Uh, it made their stock prices plunge so much that Zuckerberg Zuckerberg lost uh, $20 billion in value. That, I, that's incredible. It's still pretty profitable. 
it's still doing pretty well. And, you know, Facebook still has, across all of their platforms, two and a half billion people that use it every day. Mm. Between Facebook and uh, Instagram. So they own Instagram, which is the next big thing, according to uh, most surveys. The kids... The kids nowadays are all over Instagram now, right? Yeah, that'd be uh, Instagram.com slash Pat Unleashed or Facebook.com slash Pat Unleashed. Mm -hmm. We do all kinds of grams there. What? Uh, They're all instant, and uh, we we do so many grams there every day that you you just want to go there and and see how many grams we have. Gramtacular, if you will? It is. It's gramtastic. Gramtastic? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. So anyway, Facebook are, is already pretty solidly covered because they got they got Facebook, they've got Instagram, they have WhatsApp, uh, and those are uh, three of the biggies. And two and a half billion people use them every day. I'd call that pretty successful. So I'm looking for like a map or a list of all the um, properties that Facebook owns, and I'm having trouble. Mm-hmm. However, I did make some progress in, in discovering that they made an acquisition of a sofa company in the Netherlands. Facebook, Facebook owns did a, a sofa company in the Netherlands. I mean, look, when you got money to burn, That's at least weird. before yesterday, you're you're just buying things. Well, that I, you know, maybe that's to, uh, maybe that's to furnish all of their <laughs> right. gigantic buildings that they're uh, right. Why keep ordering sofas uh, when you could just own the company that makes the sofas you like? Kind of makes sense, actually, doesn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, it does. Now that you noodle it out for me. <laughs> Uh, uh, and that's you know that's what this generation of billionaires does. Uh, they just buy things, and then if they need it, and they're going to get a, lo- a lot of it, you just buy the company a lot of times. <laughs> it's pretty nice if you can do that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, NFL training camps are open. I think we mentioned that yesterday. Ooh, Julio's there too. Or oh, did he come to? He came to training camp now. Money talks. No. Did they <laughs> come to a deal? They moved some money around. Uh-huh. They moved $2 million to this year from the back end. So, And that made him happy? He's there today. Because he was making, wasn't he making $8 million I don't know. a year? That's a good question. You know, here you are, fresh out of college, what, three years? How long has Julio been oh, around? Oh, gosh, Four no. or five? Has it been six, six now? Six or seven, yeah. Is it that long? Oh, we were, it's probably wow. more than probably eight, because we were in New York. We've been here since 2012. Right. He was drafted in like 2011, I believe. That's right. So, uh, so anyway, he's been making eight million a year for a while. Yeah, that's ten. that's a lot of money. Yeah, he originally signed a five-year, seventy-one million-dollar contract. So this is ten and a half million for this year. So anyway, and now it's up. <laughs> now I guess it's up from that. So now it's at twelve Probably million for the year. Yeah, so now he can make yeah. ends meet. Okay. Now, all right, good. Now, but I mean, he's no Mark Zuckerberg. Let's no. not get crazy. <laughs> So nice. Huh. All right, let me tell you about Spymaster. It's uh, this summer's must must read thriller from uh, New York Times best selling author Brad Thor. Brad's a great guy. He's a brilliant author. We love his books. I- I'm sure you love his books. This one's about a rumor: a remote cabin in Norway and an American intelligence operative charged with stopping the next world war before it begins. Counterterrorism expert Scott Harvath's mission. One of the deadliest he's ever undertaken. And critics all over the place are loving this book and calling it Brad Thor's best in his entire iconic career. Even the Washington Post loved this book. 
The Washington Post, how much did that hurt him? <laughs> That's the thing about Brad Thor. Is even if you don't like to read, you will be enthralled by his books. Absolutely. So please check Absolutely. it out if you haven't ever. In Spymaster, Scott Harvath proves more cunning, more dangerous, more lethal than ever before. Read Spymaster by Brad Thor. It's on sale now wherever books are sold. Or if you're really impatient like I am, just download it and own it in about 30 seconds. Spymaster from Brad Thor. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Uh huh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Steve tweets: First Amendment guarantees the free press, but I can't find where it says that guarantees you access to anyone. Should they abandon the CNN reporter? No, it was stupid. But it sounds like CNN had a reporter there, so they did have access. Uh, from struggling Lumby, my mistake. I thought being rude, pushy, and petulant were welcome and celebrated in the White House. Uh, Snarky McSnarkface says. All I know is if I ever find myself in the same jail cell as the notorious Pat the Straw Man Gray, I'm demanding to be moved to another cell. Dangerous criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, they'll lock you up. They will. If you live in Santa Barbara. And you know that's going to spread. That's going to spread all over the country. This jail time for handing out straws as a waiter or waitress. Insanity. Um, Also on this... CNN controversy where they they barred the reporter from the Rose Garden event that was going on yesterday. Um, we're just looking back at the archives and found a story about Fox News anchor Greta Van Susteren, who said that the Obama administration <coughs> tried to press her to shut down a colleague's reporting on the jihadist attack in Benghazi, Libya, that cost the lives of the U.S. ambassador and three other Americans. Van Susteren asserted recently on her blog, this was recently, what, in 2014, that the administration made an extensive effort to conceal what happened in Benghazi. She cited U.S. officials' refusal to include the Fox News channel in several Benghazi briefings, along with a warning that her colleague's career would be ruined if she persisted in her reporting on the attack. Fox News host called uh, recalled a disturbing phone call from a good friend in the Obama administration shortly after the September 11, 2012 attack, which, of course, the administration initially blamed on the anti-Islam video. Remember that? Uh, in this call, my friend told me that my colleague Jennifer Griffin, who was aggressively reporting on Benghazi, was wrong, and that as a favor to me, my friend in the administration was telling me so that I could tell Jennifer so that she didn't ruin her career. Van Susteren said in her 20-plus years in the business, she'd never received a call to try to shut down a colleague. 
Here's what I know. Jennifer's a class act, experienced and a very responsible journalist. One of the absolute best of the business. No axe to grind. She just wants the facts. Ben Sestren said she challenged her friend in the Obama administration to provide facts to back up her charge against Griffin. I told my friend, before I go to Jennifer telling her she's wrong, I need proof she's wrong. Strong proof. And you need to be specific. What are you saying she's getting wrong? This is what one of the big problems with the Obama administration. They used to tell us we were wrong, too, in our in our reporting on Van Jones or whatever else. Okay. What do we have wrong? We'll correct it. But they never... They could never tell us what we had wrong. They just didn't like the reports. Hmm. Um, she quickly found there were no other facts to offer. We went around and around, including the statement again, that this was just <clears throat> a call as a favor to Jennifer and me to save Jennifer's career from reporting incorrect information. I got no proof. Zero. I smelled a rat. Favor to me? Hardly. My friend in the Obama administration was trying to use me. Van Susteren said she felt badly that a friend uh, tried to use me for a dirty reason. A, I knew then, and it's now confirmed by bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee, Jennifer was getting her facts right. I think it's really low for the administration to stoop to this. Uh, that's interesting. Hmm. So <clears throat> the point is, it's not like uh, Donald Trump is the only one to try to shut down journalists or get pissed off at journalists or uh, ban them from certain activities. Uh, didn't, didn't we have some, don't we have a video of, of an incident involving the Obama administration where Obama working. says it's his house or something? We're working on that and mm-hmm. hope, hope to play that in just a few minutes for you too. 888 Also, YouTube has issued a new strike against Alex Jones' YouTube channel over hate speech and child endangerment. He got a strike uh, yesterday, let's see, Tuesday for violating the site's community guidelines. YouTube removed four videos from his channel, which has supposedly 2.4 million subscribers, that contained instances of hate speech and child endangerment. Uh, YouTube channels are deleted if they get three strikes in a three-month period. Two, two videos contained hate speech against Muslims, and a third contained hate speech against transgender people, according to sources. A fourth showed Jones mocking a child who was pushed to the ground by an adult man under the headline, How to Prevent Liberalism. All four of the videos are currently posted on uh, Jones's website. The offending videos... Do not include Jones' threatening rant about Robert Mueller, which stirred a controversy uh, earlier this week after it was posted on Facebook. That one was really something because in that, he claims that Robert Mueller raped children in front of other people. (laughs) Uh, I mean, pretty unbelievable stuff. This is what... This is what he uh, he claimed about Mueller. I mean, that's the thing is like once it's Mueller, everyone's so scared of Mueller. They'd let Mueller rape kids in front of people, which he did. I mean, okay, they'd let Mueller rape 
kids in front of people, which he did. Now, if you're Robert Mueller, are you going to let this guy say that? I would think this is going to be a little problematic for Alex Jones. Um, He's also got a uh, new situation which is going on that he's sharing with us now about an obelisk uh, that is in or on or near the moon of Mars. I was told on air Mm -hmm. and off air by the second person to walk on the moon, Buzz Aldrin, Mm -hmm. that there was an obelisk on the lone moon of Mars... Okay. Mm-hmm. Indeed, like 2001 Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. sending out a signal towards Saturn, not Jupiter. Why would I think and it was Jupiter? He then went on for... That's important. It's <laughs> Saturn, not Jupiter. So if you were thinking, oh, yeah, well, we know about the one that's sending signals to Jupiter. See? It's not that one. So this is breaking news. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So this is... You know, I didn't want you to think this is old stuff. Sure. Like, we all know about the obelisk that's uh-huh. sending information out to Jupiter. Stop it. That's just stupid. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the one sending information to Saturn. Oh, okay. On air and also off air. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I met right, with him personally once and also had a phone call with him until okay. people clamped down on him. Right. Because his secretary was a big listener. <laughs> That there were big underground lakes, not just frozen Lake. water What's a lake? on Mars Lake. with its southern and northern ice caps. Caps. And that there was also underground water on the moon. And I, I talked mm. about this before it broke. Mm-hmm. Buzz Aldrin told me when I was out in L.A. Yeah. This is like 10 years ago now. He said, yeah, in about a year, they're going to launch an Indian probe. An Indian probe. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to launch an Indian probe. Okay. Sure. And, and into the surface, <laughs> like a meteorite of the moon, to then eject up the water particula and prove the theory that there are underground lakes. Lakes. And he's okay. telling me all, all right. this. Yeah. He's telling you all of this. And, and then, and then mm-hmm. I'm walking to an airport almost okay. a year later, mm-hmm. and there's USA Today. US- Indian probe crashed in, discovers underground lake. I mean... What wow. does NASA know that we haven't been told? What That's is, the whole point, is we have a breakaway civilization me? here. What is NASA? We have a whole <laughs> system of 30, 40, 50-year advanced technologies. That's confirmed. That's confirmed. We're not being made. There's another thing that's confirmed. He by, didn't by tell whom? you how it's confirmed or no, by whom. No, I need to know. I want to know. No. I want to know your source, it, Alex. Just know it's confirmed, okay? He's not going to bother with you and your nonsense. All right. It's confirmed. Just that know that. Privy to what's really going on. Life mm-hmm. extension, you name it. Name it. I want access to that. I want my wife to have that. I want you to have that. I want my children to have that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. But the people at Alphabet and Google and Facebook and Twitter, they're they on don't want power that. Trips. They don't want it. They don't. They think the public's profane and ignorant and stupid. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We don't deserve access to all that. Right, right. So. Well, you know, our ancestors mm-hmm. developed the technology. They paid the taxes. We built mm-hmm. military industrial complex and the scientific technological complex that Eisenhower talked about. Yeah, it was about the military part of the speech. He said the technological elite that controls it. Mm-hmm. It's a 21-minute farewell address. Right. 1961, mm-hmm. two nights before Kennedy got sworn in. And he was very nervous when it was happening. Somebody dropped a book or something. There's a bang, and you see him jump. Like he thought he was going to get killed. <laughs> he been talking about it. He said all the money, all the ideas oh, are being man. siphoned off behind this wall. 
And we need to beware this. Mm-hmm. And I guess this was all brought on by uh, what they believe to be Nasha uh, be- <laughs> believes there's there's a lake that sits under the planet Sh- South Polar Ice Cap. And it's about uh, 12 miles across. Previous research found possible signs of intermittent liquid water flowing on the Martian surface. But this is the first sign of a persistent body of water on the planet in the present day. This is really pretty cool. Yeah. Now, this isn't as cool as an obelisk. No. Sending out signals to Saturn. Not not Jupiter. Saturn. But it's still pretty cool. Uh Uh-huh. Lake beds like those explored uh, by NASA's Curiosity rover show water was present on the surface of, of Mars in the past. However, the planet's climate has since cooled due to its thin atmosphere, leaving most of the water locked up in ice. The result is exciting because scientists have long searched for signs of present-day liquid water, liquid water on Mars, but these have come up empty or yielded ambiguous findings. It's also interesting that... Those studying the possibilities for life beyond Earth, um, though it doesn't yet raise the stakes in the search for actual biology. It just means if there is water, there is a chance, right? There's a chance that they're going to find some sort of life on the planet. Um, Roberto Orosai of the Italian National Institute for Astrophysics said it's probably not a very large lake. Uh, it, they weren't able to determine how thick the layer of water might be, but the research team estimates that it's a minimum of one meter. Well, you start using measurements like that, what, what, what does that mean? Yeah, no, but- One meter, there's no way to tell how thick that is then. Seriously. Is it, is it an inch or is it 17 miles? I don't know. A meter? Why would you throw that into the story? Do we have like an organization like... Um- I don't know what you would call them. Maybe the acronym NASHA that could maybe look into <laughs> metrics for us. Because I do not. I can't follow that. I know. You can't. You can't. I don't know if NASHA does that, but we should ask them because <laughs> somebody's got to solve that puzzle. Uh-huh. Someday. 888 Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. This is absolutely great stuff. First of all, the container is fantastic. Uh, Wayne, who is the founder of Bomb Shot, came up with this shotgun shell-looking container to put the lip balm in. It's really solid. It doesn't melt and, and become a gooey mess in your pocket. And then the lip balm is superior as well. Now, he got repeated sunburns to the point where his lower lip got cancer. And he had to have it eventually removed and replaced. Um, And so that's why he took the time to come up with this and i i love the fact that you know this will also excite all of your liberal friends is that lip balm in a shotgun shell yeah you like it want me to order you some okay (laughs) it's actually not a shotgun shell great conversation piece of nothing else definitely it's a superior lip balm and everybody who's tried it absolutely loves it. And for Blaze listeners only right now, they've got a really special offer. Go to bombshot.com, use the promo code PAT. When you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, you'll get a fifth free. If you buy the six-pack, they're going to give you this, the Bombshot baseball cap. Mm-hmm. So buy six, get a free hat, 
Plus, you get free shipping. Bombshot.com, promo code PAD. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, bombshot.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Apparently, Jim Jordan has announced he's going to run for Speaker of the House. That's great news. Mm. Wish he would have done that a long time ago, but he, he for some reason, wasn't interested then. Mm. Yeah, but at least he's doing it better late than never, I guess. When are we going to get the announcement that Louis Gohmert is running for Speaker of the House? Well, Gohmert kind of did, remember? Kind of. Yeah. Do and it again. They sort of, uh, I mean, they don't support him. They don't support him. They act as though Louis Gohmert is a lunatic. Yeah, you're right. Even in the Republican Party. And he's not. He's just a very conservative guy. And he's not afraid to tell people about his conservative values. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. You tell me in the light in light of this controversy that's going on with with uh, Donald Trump and this CNN reporter, Caitlin uh, Collins, I think it is. Uh she was barred from an activity at the Rose Garden. She hasn't been banned from the White House. She just was not allowed at that particular event. They were kind of punishing her uh, for yelling a bunch of questions at the president when he dismissed everybody. Now, you tell me, did, did Barack Obama do much the same thing at this event? Take a look at this. I told you that the civil rights of LGBT Americans is... Yeah, hold on a second. I, I, Okay, you know what? No, 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 no. Hey, yeah, listen, you're in my house. You douchebag! It's not your house. Come on. It's it's not. You know what? It's not. It's not respectful when you get invited to somebody. Yeah, somebody. Well, respectful. Somebody. You're not. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not. You're, you're not, you're, you're not gonna, gonna get a good response from me by interrupting me like this. They, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. 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 No, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Can we escort this person out? Mm. Interesting. You, you, can, you can either stay and, and be quiet or we'll have to t- take you out. All right. Can we have this person removed, please? Come on. He's seething inside. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Nothing like an angry Marxist. No. No. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until we get this done. Let's get to wait until we get this done. I do think at some point you made enough money. Okay. So... A little bit different there because that I don't think that's a journalist. No. And that's not a room full of journalists. Mm. 
But it's an event where he gets pissed because somebody is yelling stuff at him. And yeah, he, and he's seething inside. Absolutely. You can just see. I, he wants to. He wants to have that person beaten <laughs> and quartered. He want that's what he wants more than anything in the world. Right at that moment, <laughs> he's thinking to himself, "Oh, if I could, oh, I'm going to explode on this. Yeah. I'm going to have the Secret Service find him after this. Yeah. They're going to oh, have this person. Is going to turn up missing?" Yep. For the record, I'm not disagreeing with Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an LGBT event. Yeah. And and what's this guy heckling Obama for? Do you think? What is he upset about? Stop the deportations, Obama. Stop the deportation. Is that what it was? That's what he's doing there. So he's really pissed because it's not even about that. Oh, wait. I thought that started under Trump. And all this, the deportations. That's interesting. That's huh. interesting on so many levels. <laughs> oh, boy. Because, yes, Barack Obama deported, I think, more illegals than even Trump has. Also, when he's at a, an event talking about one specific thing, LGBTQIA uh, issues, and somebody brings up something else that he doesn't want to talk about right now, but mm. he's, and he's on the same page as that person, mm-hmm. you know he's pissed. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. It's like, how dare you interrupt me? <laughs> it, wow. it was so much fun to watch him when he's trying desperately, and he was he's pretty good at it. For the most part, Try, trying to keep us cool in in a situation like that. Now, you you just posed that uh, thought that you know they uh, Obama uh, deported more mm-hmm. folks than Trump. Mm-hmm. This article I have in front of me right now is just 2015, 2016, and 2017. Okay, so just based on this information, 2017 there were fewer deportations by quite a bit than 16 and 15. Who was president in 15 and 16? Um, Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I can at least speak to 15 and 16 mm-hmm. were more deportations than 2017 alone. I mean, I'm talking about both of those years. Yeah, both outpaced 2017. I'll bet you he was on a he was on a quicker pace his whole presidency than Donald Trump is. I'll I'll bet you, and we'll we'll do some research on that to see if that's accurate or not. But uh, they didn't care. The left didn't care under Obama. Deportation meant nothing to them at that time. Separating families meant nothing to them at that time. Storing children in warehouses, in cages, to the tune of 25,000 of them, meant nothing to them at that time. Why? Because it's Barack Obama in office, not Donald Trump. Uh, we don't necessarily hate what's happening to the kids we just hate trump and this is a good thing to beat him with it's so hypocritical that's kind of like aids you know like you know reagan and bush boy they it's terrible and then clinton comes along you didn't hear a peep about the aids epidemic right and then here comes george w bush and oh my goodness and the next thing you know we got uh he he ended up funding quite a great deal and and fortunately we have a guy like bono who was honest enough to admit it and to tell the left, look, lay off Bush on this. Bush funded more AIDS to Africa f- foundations than anybody else in human history. Than probably everybody else combined. George W. Bush devoted, was it $50 billion, I believe, 
to the AIDS in Africa fund. And uh, Bono admitted that. Uh, Bono, to his credit, told the left, hey, you, you're barking up the wrong tree on that. He, you've got nothing to... He's been really good on that. Uh, let's see. United States... Boy, this, this article's old. We had already given $500 million to the problem, and uh, this was years ago. <laughs> yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Fifteen billion. Fifteen billion from Bush. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat Gray. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Check it out now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Jeff Griffith tweets, Do you know today, National Intern Day was started by former President Bill Clinton? <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't, but we can't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I didn't start that, I should have. I should have started that. I had me some tasty interns. Oh, no. Love those fat chicks. Uh, struggling Lumby. Don't confuse Instagram with Jeffy's site, Instagrab. <laughs> uh, indeed. 888 uh, Yesterday, we debuted the Poopin' in the Streets song that uh-huh. uh, Al Gore wrote for, uh, for San Francisco. 14 it, billion downloads already. 14 billion. 14 billion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, and it, maybe it'll be even more after uh, this particular edition. Calling out San Francisco, the homeless have a new way to greet thumbers here. And when they have to go, they'll be pooping in the street. They're pooping at the wharf now. Pooping at the Golden Gate. Pooping all over the city. All we need is a sidewalk, some concrete. And there'll be feces everywhere. They'll be squatting and dropping. It's smelling rotten when we're pooping in the street. It doesn't matter what you wear. Just as long as you go right there. So, come on, everyone. Leave a turd. Everyone, spread the word. They'll be pooping. Pooping in the street. We're Pooping in the street, pooping in San Francisco, and Portland, Oregon, too, if you haven't heard. I love the story yesterday about the uh, <laughs> the Portland situation, because uh-huh. it's almost exactly word for word and problem for problem what the deal is in San Francisco. And the uh, president of the police association in Portland has had enough of it. And so he wrote this huge piece this huge press release uh talking about the 
failed policies of the mayor. And they've had Democrat mayors longer even than San Francisco has. These Democratic hellholes. When are they going to learn? When are you going to learn? If you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, what is that? It's insanity. Are you insinuating that poop in the streets is not a it's, good policy? It, is it's, not a good... it's not optimal, I would say. You know, I'd, for me, you know, I'm picky enough <laughs> to prefer the poop, especially human feces, to go into a sewer system. Are you? You know, and be taken care of that way. Yeah. You're I know. an elitist. I know. You know that? I know. Hmm. And, it, you know, maybe it's just not possible in 2018 that we eliminate human poop from streets. I don't know. It's too much to ask. <laughs> I forgot where I was, <laughs> but there was a sewer somewhere, and it just said, like, I don't know, this this sewer goes to a stream, you know, don't put your waste in it. And I got to thinking about San Francisco, mm. and uh, it's a different meaning between Dallas and San Francisco when they say, you know, don't let your runoff go into this sewer here. Right. Whereas in San Francisco... Well, it's it's actual waste. Yeah, yeah. And we mentioned yesterday that the twenty pound bag of poop that somebody left on the street. How do you even accomplish that? Where does that come from? Nobody knew. Nobody knew who put it there or why I didn't or how think it got of that. there. You had to be like storing that up. I mean, seriously, twenty pounds of human waste like that, and they said the smell could be experienced for three miles across the city in every direction. I mean, <sighs> good gosh, it's. It's so embarrassing and it's so pathetic that one of the great cities in the world has come to that. Sad. This is the third worldification of America. Exactly. But we're actually blowing right by third world status. <laughs> we're bye-bye. And and the third world, by the way, got to be third world with the same kind of policies. They're doing the same kind of stuff. Because these Democrats are following right along. They they love the same policies that the third worlders love. And so of course. Where it's being practiced. They're they're becoming more third world like. Really amazing. Sad, man. Sad and disgusting and pathetic. And we've got to keep mentioning it because we we need to rub their noses in it. Like a dog <laughs> who has pooped in your house and you don't want them to do it anymore. Uh-huh. This is what I don't want. So rub rub their noses in it because they got poop all over the streets of San Francisco. Don't forget, these are your policies. This is the city that you have brought to this point. How proud are you now? Mm-mm. I just... Uh, but we're the... Again, we're always the extreme ones. Yeah, you're the hater. We're the radicals. We're the haters. We're not inclusive. You actually want to use mm-hmm. flush toilets. Yeah, that, I mean, what an elitist. I mean, that is like, that's like, look at me, my white privilege. I've got running water and I've got, you know, indoor plumbing. I should be out here pooping in the street with you, but no, oh, no. Okay, you've got plumbing? <laughs> Did you ever think it would come to that, a question like that? Okay, you're so elite. You have plumbing? <laughs> you uh-huh. know what? I've given up on trying to figure out what is and what isn't shocking anymore. Because yeah. nothing is. I know. It's a terrifying world we're leaving for our kids. It is. You know, and that's why these Sasha Baron Cohen uh, snippets that I'm seeing, I, I, I wouldn't watch the show because I can't stand him. But then when you see the things that we've seen from him, like, you know, that the guy in uh, Jason Spencer, the 
state representative in Georgia yep. who did the things he did. I mean, that is just... How did we get to this point where you're that stupid that you you would really you would really believe this guy is an actual Israeli uh, martial artist, formerly with the Mossad, and he's telling you to do the things you're doing, pulling your pants down and running backwards at him, saying that if he if you touch him with your butt, he's going to be a homosexual, <laughs> and and he's supposedly you know representing in this role playing thing they're doing. Uh, Cohen was supposedly the terrorist and the state rep was supposedly the guy being, you know, threatened by the terrorist. And that's how you overcome the terrorist is by pulling your pants down and running backwards at him. (laughs) The guy's got a gun. He doesn't just shoot you. Really? Oh, okay. And the preposterous things he was being asked to do. And doing them. And doing them. Without hesitation. Well... Now we're seeing this. Uh, I wanted to play a little bit of this um, toddler gun rights thing. He did a kinder, what did he call it? Kinder guardians or something, where he wanted to put weapons in the hands of three-year-olds, three- and four-year-olds, pre preschool kids, because it was preposterous to have the teachers be armed, should be arming the children. Oh, good gosh. So... He's doing this scenario where he's supposedly uh, bringing this program over. I think this is from Israel, too. And he talks to a lot of former reps, like Joe Walsh, uh, who was a pretty conservative guy, Trent Lott, a U.S. senator, Dana Rohrbacher from California, a very renowned representative, and Larry Platt, a gun lobbyist. All of those just buy into his bullcrap, hook, line, and sinker. Completely buy in to what Sasha Baron Cohen is telling him about this kindergarten program. There is one guy in it who doesn't jump on board, and that's uh, Matt Gates, who is just the object of Alex Jones's yeah. ridicule. <laughs> he was the one guy who wouldn't endorse. And I like the fact that Cohen included him because... You know, it is possible to resist this person. You don't have to just jump on the bandwagon. Um, but listen to the preposterous nature of of what Cohen is telling these guys. These are United States congressmen and senators, formally. Women need a gun. You know, uh, my wife, she has a gun. And uh, she should... He's, he, right now, he's in this sort of interview situation... And he's talking about gun rights with Larry Platt, who is a gun lobbyist. And he says, women need a gun, like my wife. Um, so let's start Women that. need a gun. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my wife, she have a gun. And uh, she shot me once. You know, what can I do? I get only in the middle of the night. But it's not oh, uh, rape if it's your wife. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Unbelievable. So he also uses the supposed Trump line or the Trump lawyer line. That you can't rape your wife. It's it's not rape if it's your wife. And they both laugh about it together. Man, does this guy look bad. <laughs> right, right. That right, probably right. won't be on the uh, uh, video we send to the Hill. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. What do I need in order to introduce this program into America? There are a few members of Congress that I think would be as receptive to what you're doing as 
I have been. Now that I had this prat on board, I was welcomed into the halls of Congress, okay, where so I sat down with the House representative and outlined my common sense proposal. Oh, the, the you want me to say on television that I support three and four year olds with firearms? This, by the way, is Matt Gates, the one guy who resists. Is that what you're asking me to do? Uh, yes. <laughs> You can do Typically, of members the, of Congress don't just hear a story about a program and then indicate whether they support it or not. Okay, so that's the strongest rebuke he gets. Mm-hmm. That's the, and it's the only rebuke he shows. I don't know if other guys said, no, this is preposterous, get out. I, and they very well may have. But to get people you know, with credibility like Joe Walsh and, and Trent Lott and Dana Rohrbacher, it's embarrassing. And he's about to get them hook, line, and sinker. Support the kindergartens program. We in America would be wise to implement it too. Trent Lott. It's something that we should think about in America, about putting guns mm-hmm. in the hands of law-abiding citizens, good guys, whether they be teachers or whether they actually be uh, talented children or highly trained preschoolers. Maybe having wow. young people trained and understand how to Rohrbacher. defend themselves in their school might actually make us safer here. A three-year-old cannot defend itself from a assault rifle by throwing a Hello Kitty pencil case at it. Okay. Our founding fathers did not put an age limit on the Second Amendment. The intensive three-week kindergarten course introduces specially selected children from 12 to four years old to pistols, rifles, semi-automatics, mm-hmm. and a rudimentary knowledge of mortars. A rude, he got them to promote kindergarten kids obtaining a rudimentary knowledge of mortars. Good golly. Really? In less than a month, Ugh. less than a month, a first grader can become a first grenader. Toddlers are pure, uncorrupted by fake news or homosexuality. They don't worry oh, yeah. if it's politically correct to shoot a mentally deranged gunman. They'll just do it. The science behind this program is proven. At age four, a child processes images 80% faster than an adult, meaning that essentially, like owls, they can see in slow motion. Like owls, he got them to say this for this supposed promo, for this fake promo. Like owls, the toddlers can see in slow motion. (laughs) Seriously? Uh, Is there... Do you think they were actually... Any chance a right-thinking human being gets taken in by this? Do you think that they were actually comprehending? Um, I don't know. Were they I, even... Do they care? Know. I mean, I used to work with a guy where um, I was dared by another radio host to put in a news story the word Optimus in front of Prime Minister Tony Blair. <laughs> Optimus Prime Minister? Uh-huh. He's like, I guarantee you he'll read this. It's funny. And uh, I nearly did it, and I regret to this day that I didn't, because, boy, that would have been fun. Uh, that would have been legendary. That yeah, that'd be, that would be so funny. So British Optimus Prime Minister Tony Blair. <laughs> oh, and, he uh, would have absolutely read that. Opportunity lost. Uh, Children under five also have elevated levels of the pheromone mm-hmm. Blink-182, <laughs> produced by the part of the liver known as the Rita Aura. So now he's just making them look as stupid as possible. They have elevated levels of the pheromone Blink 182, which of course is a rock band. Rock band. Um, That's good stuff. This allows nerve reflexes to travel along the Cardi B neural pathway. The Cardi B 
neural pathway. Still not picking it up. Uh-uh. To the Wiz Khalifa, 40% faster. <laughs> to the Wiz Khalifa, okay. 40% faster. Oh, boy. I, I Come on. Saving time and saving lives. When mm-hmm. it comes to the safety of our children, Joel. the way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good kid with a gun. A good kid with a gun. A good child with a gun. Happy shooting, kids. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's the shape we're in. And these are people we um, respected at one point. That we liked. That, that we readily elect over and over and over again. Well, Joe Walsh just, it was a Tea Party guy. Yeah. Dana Rohrbacher was a Tea Party guy. You know, Trent Lott was never one of my favorites. But, I mean, seriously? You were a U.S. senator. You can't see through this crap. Uh, it's it's painful. And what did we just say earlier? Nothing shocking anymore. Nothing shocking. Whether it's news of the day or it's people's just blind whatever. It's- Hats off, though, to Matt Gates from Florida. Newfound respect for that guy. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, coming up, let me tell you about Glenn and Tanya's uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust Network. Um, they put this together because they had such a bad experience. We've told you about this many times. They had such a bad experience selling their house in Connecticut. You don't want your house sitting on the market with the for sale sign in front of it for you know months and months and months on end because the price just continues to plummet. The value goes away. People keep driving by and seeing that your house isn't selling. They're, well, what's wrong with that place? That's overpriced. You need a realtor that knows what they're doing, that has a really good marketing plan, that has experience and know-how and knows the market. And they're people of high character, and they get results for their clients. Plus, it's also nice to know that all of these agents are fans of the show. So you, generally speaking, you have that in common with them. Uh, And with that basis, uh, you've got a much better chance of having a really good relationship with your realtor. So if you're trying to sell your house... You want to sell it fast. You want to get the most money you can. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, Mission Impossible Fallout opens this weekend. Actually, uh, it opens tonight. That looks very good. Man, that looks great. And it's getting incredible reviews. 97% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. From critics. And don't forget, this is critics. the one where Tom Cruise broke his ankle or something, yeah. jumping onto that building. Yep. So um, he... Doing he, all of his own stunts. Making sure that got that made the final cut. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see it. This is supposed to be... It might. They, they're saying it might be the best in the f- history of the franchise. How many movies have they done? Uh, th- I think this is six. Number six. Mm. That's a lot. You're, are you talking about... 
Yeah, Mission Impossible. Because yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. had the old show, but the first movie wasn't until what around nineties, late nineties. Right? Yeah, because I remember, I remember a couple guys from U two did that uh, first soundtrack that still holds up to this day. But anyhow, I can't wait for this version of it as well. Yeah, this this looks. I'm trying to see when the very first. Okay, Mission Impossible two was in two thousand, so it was the late nineties. Nineteen ninety six. Nice job, Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen Jr. with that soundtrack. 22 years ago. Holy cow. Time flies, man. That is unbelievable. Hmm. You know, and you. Uh, so I'm really psyched about this because 97% of critics don't like anything that's usually a box office smash, and this is obviously going to be. And they're saying it might be the last big event of the summer because they don't expect anything after this to do very well until fall. When's the next Marvel movie? Uh, I don't know, 15 minutes from now, probably. <laughs> I'm going to find out right now. And then when that comes out, you wait another 15 to 20 uh-huh. minutes, and another one will come out. But you look at the <laughs> career of Tom Cruise. Yeah. I was just thinking about this again this week. I, you know, everything I've seen him in, mm-hmm. and I've missed a few of his movies that were rated R, but everything I've seen him in has been great. This guy knows how to make movies. He started out... Uh, well, he start, his first movie was Endless Love, 1981. Now, he must have been super young then. Then there was Taps and The Outsiders, Risky Business. That's really kind of the start of where he really kicked into gear, Risky Business. Then he did All the Right Moves, Legend, Top Gun, The Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man. Rain Man's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Born on the 4th of July, I didn't see. That looked like a real downer. Days of Thunder, I didn't see. Uh, Far and Away, I did see, and it was not that great. So there's one that wasn't I didn't love. That's the one, I think, where he met uh, Nicole Kidman, right? And they... No, that, I think that's Days of Thunder. Oh, uh, was it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, a Few Good Men, hmm. brilliant movie. The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, I didn't see that, but I... Uh, Mission Impossible, 1996. Jerry Maguire, one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie. I mean, this is some of the greatest Jerry films Jerry Maguire, time. yeah. <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut, didn't see it, but I heard it was bad. Uh, then you got Magnolia, Mission Impossible 2, which was good. Vanilla Sky, didn't see that one. Minority Report, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Tremendous movie. Uh, he was in Austin Powers in Goldmember. Huh. Huh. Uh, Then The Last Samurai, which I don't think I saw, and that didn't get great reviews. Hmm. Uh, Collateral, War of the Worlds. Loved that. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was fun. Mission Impossible 3. Lions for Lambs, I didn't see. Tropic Thunder, didn't see. Valkyrie was great. Mm -hmm. Night and Day was really good. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Rock of Ages, that was a bomb. That was kind of the Def Leppard story, right? Oh, was it? Jack Reacher. Oh, I've pretty good. I've seen enough of that to know that I need to see all of it. Looks very good. Oblivion. It's pretty good. Edge of Tomorrow. I really like that movie. That got bad reviews. I liked it. Uh, then Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Jack Reacher again. Never go back. Uh, the Mummy. There. That was a bad movie. I didn't like that. So there's a couple of misfires, but not very many. No, and we've talked about, you know, the the amount you pay for an actor and what they bring in at the box office. Yeah. That guy right there is the prime example of money well spent on a salary. That's for sure. You could almost not go wrong with him. Yeah. 
and he's 56 years old now. And he looks 38. Pisses me off. Me too. Jerk. Should be, he should be imprisoned I mean, for the rest soon, of his life. Yeah, pretty soon you got enough hair. Uh, poked with pickle forks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, Mission Impossible, which opens uh, tonight. Um, for some reason now, Friday night, big releases start on Thursday. What? Yeah. I Almost every single time. time. Eight. And they used to do the midnight showing. They don't do that anymore after the Batman thing. Uh, but eight, 10, 30, and 12, it's showing uh, tonight. So if you really wanted to get a jump on it, you could. And then Top Gun Maverick, which is filming right now for oh, wow. release next year. I guess I should finally watch the end of Top Gun, the first one. You might want to. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen that one all the way through. I got a phone call in the last 10 minutes. And I didn't have like a pause button back <laughs> and in the day. you never went back to it? Nah, I got things to do. I'm sure the Russians Seriously, lost, the Americans Gun. won. We got it. Top Gun's great. Yeah. That's a fun movie. By the way, do you want to know? I've got the release dates for the next four Marvel movies. Oh, okay. If you're interested. It, right. it, we have to wait. Can you believe they're making us wait all the way to March of 2019 for oh, Captain wrong. Marvel? Captain Marvel. Okay. And then in May 2019, we've got the, it's an untitled Avengers film. Mm-hmm. And then July of 2019, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, how many Spider-Mans have we had now? This has got to be like the 20th, right? Give or take a couple. And they all have different actors playing them, too. And then uh, 2020, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 without... Mm. Uh, but they're all dead. James. How is that possible? Shh. They're all Shh. dead. Shh. Okay, sorry. Stop it. 888 thirty We'll be chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up here in a second. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Hi, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, at Pat Unleashed, Twitter. That happy sound means it. Well, it brings the happy sound brings sad tidings. What do you? That it's time for. Why ju- would it bring the sad tidings? I'm just chewing the fat. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's yes, a segment. I mean, it's the, the sounder happy, for that. A happy sound means happy. Thank you. Things. Thank you. And look, we're stuff. I try to make everybody uh, aware of health issues. And, uh, Do you? And, and, and as you know, I follow uh, at CDC STD uh, on mm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, they tweeted this morning, uh, we say it because people do it. Uh, don't wash and reuse condoms. Uh, use a fresh one for each sex act. So, oh, boy, that's the thing, huh? So Are just, you kidding me? <laughs> so, I mean, that's just a reminder. Just a, just a happy reminder from the CDC STD Twitter account. What is wrong with people? <laughs> that is sick. That's seriously nasty. <laughs> I mean, there's so many comments to make and so few I want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can go deeper if you'd like. No, that's all right. You could, mm-hmm. No, don't look for that stupid morning show, Bell. Uh, one of the things that uh, should make you happy about uh, the people who homeschool. Oh. Uh, the people who do not send their children you to me. public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, this story out of Florida, uh, big sales going on now. Parents are buying uh, the bullet 
waterproof protector for backpacks in Florida. Uh, it's an insert that will uh, save you from firearm, uh, from handgun uh, shots up to a 44 Magnum. Uh, it's designed to fit right into uh, inside the child's backpack, and they can use it, you know, to hide behind or carry, you know, as they're running away. And it's actually it's a good idea. It actually. is a good idea. Uh, I know that it uh, it's sad to think about yeah. that your kids would need something like that, but it is a tremendous idea. Mm-hmm. And it would be they the guy in Florida sells them for about one hundred and twenty five bucks. That'd probably be the best one hundred and twenty five bucks you could ever spend. Yeah, I mean I. Sure wish you didn't need it, that's for sure. Um, about a year ago, and Pat, I know you were a big part of this because uh, you enjoyed it very much. Mm. The uh, birth of the giraffe mm. in New York about a year ago, the baby giraffe, uh, oh, yeah, when was... April mm-hmm. uh, gave birth. And I mean, hundreds of thousands of people watched it around the world. Mm. In fact, it was, uh, it was broadcast that uh, we covered it, uh, we covered it darn near live. Uh, on a radio show that used to broadcast on this network on Saturdays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it was April 15th uh, last year on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, good news, uh, she's pregnant again. Wow. I know, I know. Obviously not reusing those condoms. I know, April. <laughs> no, 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 maybe, no. Maybe they are, and that's uh, the problem. Giraffe pregnancies uh, <laughs> usually go about 15 months, but you know, April likes to go 16, 17. Think of that, 18, 19 months of pregnancy. Ooh. Good heavens. Ooh. Um, it's the same father. Okay, so the what's good news? See, so you don't have to get all all testy about the oh. condom jokes. Okay? okay, it's the same father. Okay. Well, well, she's had five kids. The, the last two are the same guy. So, I mean, that's good. April gets right? around. So, the last last two kids are from the yeah, same giraffe. Yeah, the sure. giraffe that was born last year and this one is from the same. How do we yeah. know? Because they look like giraffes? What, well, or? because the zoo said. Okay. But they all have his eyes. Yes. So, his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his neck. <laughs> yes. And he just talked to Oliver. He believes they're his, so it's good. <laughs> okay. Oliver? Oliver? Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. <laughs> so, something to look forward to in a few months anyway. Kind of uh, a I, promiscuous giraffe, right? Isn't she? Well, I mean, so she's got five. Look, you're, in a, you're in a zoo. Are they married? You're in a zoo from four different. Oliver, Oliver's strutting around, uh-huh. and you figure, you know, what the heck? I'm here. What, right. the what heck else am I'm I going to do? Here? Right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's you know, romantic. You go outside. You have a you have people feed you a few things, and then it's like, hey, <laughs> Oliver, take care of a little business, will you? <laughs> I wish they would just make it official and get married. You know, I mean, it's been going on too long. They got two kids mm. together. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's, you know. I don't know that there is a fish. giraffe marriage. <laughs> maybe there is. I mean, in New York, they probably would tax it. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's why they're not getting married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in uh, Massachusetts, and this is something I <laughs> find. A bad start to any story. <laughs> hard to believe. Why, I, why people care so much about prisoners going on hunger strikes. A, I know it's a surprise, but I don't really see hunger strikes Ever? I don't see how people could do that. But <laughs> <laughs> but that having been said, uh, you know, prisoners and uh, people in prison and jail, you know, obviously there's a difference. Uh, I got it. But uh, <laughs> they go on the hunger strikes. Okay, well, okay. Um, they'll eat again when they get really hungry or not. 
Um, I, you know, I guess that's an evil way to look at it. But uh, Bristol County House of Corrections in North Dartmouth uh, has a hunger, hunger strike that's been going on for the last few days. Uh, Sheriff Hodgson is uh, not very happy about it, and he's got uh, about 130 now. This story says a little over 100, but it's up to about 130, refusing to eat breakfast uh, and dinner. Oh, well. uh, they go on a hunger strike. You know, they're protesting uh, uh, lack of medical care, uh, inedible food, and alleged abuses. It all started, though, because of uh, the, the ICE detainees that were saying they weren't getting the proper care. Uh, so the ICE detainees in the prison, in the jail, started having a hunger strike, and the regular prisoners said, hey, that's a good idea. We're going to go on a hunger strike, too. And um, they say they get uh, they get food every day. They get a nurse in the facility every day. Well, I hope we they have get food doctors every day. if somebody needs a doctor that comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I say stop making all the food until they start eating again. Save a little money, <laughs> right? I mean, I just how about the taxpayers? You know, mm. let them do it. No, you don't. are hardcore, Jeff. I, I don't. I, I guess I am. I guess mm-hmm. I am. But you're, look, hardcore. Look, well, you, you're gonna next. You're gonna say they don't deserve ice cream socials on Sundays. Is that what you're gonna say? Is that what you're gonna come to me with? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Yes, I am. Full high-speed internet access? Yes, they don't I get am. that anymore well, either? Well, you what, are we don't, living in the not, dark ages I, here? I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that. All right, good. I mean, they definitely need, Whew. I mean, they need high-speed internet and they need to be able to smoke. Yes. Period. Yes. You're in jail, you're in prison, you can't, uh-huh. can't live without that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, that's clear. We have talked about this. It's got to stop. This civil asset forfeiture oh my has got to to stop. You and ain't I, kidding. And I don't know. I'm sick of it, man. I, I, you know, now there's a new story about this guy. It happened in February in Chicago. Uh, a California guy uh, was going through Chicago on business. He uh, buys and flips trucks for a living. Had $29,000 in his carry-on bag. Goes through the uh, TSA. They see the cash in the backpack. Tipped off the DEA. They take him down to a dingy basement room. No cameras, no nothing. Dingy. Not dingy. dingy. It's dingy, but... Um. We, we <laughs> no, it was a dingy. <laughs> take him down It was a, a dingy, dingy <laughs> basement. I don't know if you've ever been to an airport basement, but it is dingy. Okay. Full of you dingle berries. You know what? All right. I'm going <laughs> to take some heat off of you, Jeffy. When I was in Charleston... <laughs> no, I, I don't need... I don't I, need... First of all... Okay. No. Good. Cool. I'll tell Pat later. First of all, I don't listen, need, I know I how to pronounce you. everything. I, don't I use only you. the best words. I don't need you. <laughs> Dingy um, basement. Dingy basement. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the, only the best words, mm-hmm. um, did you? I also sent you another story about uh, another reporter getting kicked out from the State Department with John Kerry mm. uh, during the uh, Obama years. No. So, okay. uh, I mean, it's a fascinating uh, side note Yeah. that, uh, and, and again, playing that Obama clip reminded me of how much I miss him. Oh, Oh, I've got oh, you man. blocked, so I don't have that. No now. kidding. Oh, man. I miss him with every ounce in me. Uh-huh. That guy. Oh, wow. That <laughs> guy is, does not missed by me for one Okay, but second. back to the civil back to asset the, Back to the civil asset <laughs> forfeiture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so they claimed, he said he was set up by the officers, and they claimed uh, they smelled marijuana on a plastic bag filled with dirty laundry. And how much money did they confiscate? $29,000. 
This was in February. They dumped his clothes uh, filled with the bag of cash, brought in a drug dog. Uh, He wasn't arrested. (laughs) He wasn't wasn't cited with anything. They just, we'll just take your cash. We'll just take it. So don't worry about it. You're government at work. Uh, so this happened in February, and he's, uh, you know, now he's hired. He's been trying to get his money back all this time. He said that, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but it's not traffic court. can drag on for years. Um, now the ACLU is involved. You know, they want to be able to stop this, of course. And I am with them 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, this is agonizing. You know, if he fails to get its money back, it'll be divided up between the federal government, local police, and the task force. Uh, local police with the task force with the police department. Illinois gets twenty to thirty million dollars a year from these seizures, according to the ACLU. Jeez, wow, I so mean, wrong and seemingly unconstitutional. I don't understand. It's not illegal to carry cash. Right. I'm no. sorry. How are, you, how are they getting away with this all the time? And, and recently, um, Representative Justin Amash posted a story of just um, uh, these kind of items happening uh, in Michigan. And he said, just in last year alone, about 20% of these civil asset forfeitures never had any kind of due process whatsoever. In other words, one out of every five, you never get your property back. There's no... There's no um, Due process, and it's well, absolutely out of control. In this story, it talks about uh, last March, the U.S. Justice Department Inspector General released a report saying from 2007 to 2016, the DEA seized $3.2 billion with zero convictions tied to that. I cannot take it. That is the Zero convictions? It, between those years, they wow. seized $3.2 billion with zero convictions tied to that $3.2 billion. That's pissing me off. Oh, my so gosh. They may have, I mean, they may have seized more, obviously, but that's wow, amazing. That, that, I mean, that's criminal. Oh, yeah. It's criminal. Uh-huh. You're just taking people's money. Yep. That's all you're doing. So, anyway, this is going on, and he, mm. uh, you know, it's still going on, and the fight will battle, and I'll try to keep you updated on that because it's... Mm-hmm. Please do. May I quote you on the fight will battle? Can I quote that? Absolutely. Okay. Ding, Why wouldn't in you? In a dinghy so, basement. You know don't what forget. Else? You know what other fighter? Keith, the fight will battle. You know what in other a, fighter's going to battle? In a dinghy basement. Right. You know what other fighter's going to battle? No. NFL kneeling at the... Uh, I at, like this from uh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones says he's going to require players... To stand for the anthem. <laughs> Good. Not remain in the locker room. Yeah. Good. Here's what he said. My position relative to the Cowboys, just as the vote didn't impact that, that the league made. Our position is real clear uh, as far as uh, you should stand. No, okay. our, our policy is that uh, you stand at the anthem, toe on the line. Period. Mm. Does the president returning to this subject How's regularly make it more <laughs> difficult for you and the union to come to some kind of agreement on the situation. Yes, his interest in what we're doing is problematic from my chair and uh, I would say in general the owner's chair. Okay, there you go. Unprecedented if you really think about it. (laughs) Yeah. So Uh, he wants his players to stand, but he is saying that Trump's involvement in this makes it tougher. Right. It just inflames the situation. Yes, so but please be quiet. good for him for saying, look, in my franchise, you want to work for me, you stand for the national anthem. Amen. Now, I'm not taking away any of your rights. If you want to go do that on your own time, whatever. Which is what we've 
said all said. along. Said it every time. It's unbelievable how we said it all along, and yep. he seems to be the, the only one that gets it. So yep. good for him. Um, which brings us to, you know, that brought us into, you know, football chat, which I just want to say that September 1st is the first day of college football. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, uh, next, uh, I am excited, Matt. Next, I think it's Monday, BYU Fall up. Camp opens. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Missouri. BYU Fall Camp, baby. Um, and they've got a pretty attractive schedule to start off the season. Stop it. <laughs> Listen to this. You first what Last you year, you hooked me into being this, uh, BYU is going to do it, going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they didn't. Okay. Was yeah, they didn't. Year. That doesn't mean I'm wrong this year. I'm <laughs> right this year. Really? Yeah, they're back. And this time, they're, they're pissed. And I think they actually are. But uh, they open at Arizona. Win. <laughs> <laughs> then they have uh, Cal, California. No way. At home. Win. Oh, my gosh. So they're 2-0 right there. Heading into Wisconsin. Oh, my gosh. At Camp Randall in Madison. Win. They start 3-0 and right there. There's no right chance. There. Right there. No chance. And then when? BYU starts out 3-0, and heading into McNeese State. Okay, so that's a win. There's a win. I'll give them McNeese State. 4-0. and they're, So they're 4-0 and headed <laughs> into the Are they? game against Washington, which is probably... And they're going to beat Washington? Probably a top five team. Well, I haven't gotten that far yet, have I? They're 5-0 and going into the Washington game. No way. Where they go 6-0. and Followed no, by, Washington's game five, right? Yeah, so they're, you, yeah. so they're four. Now and five and no, they're one, two, win. three, four, five. Okay, five. Yeah, right. so they're five, five and zero. They're six and zero oh after Utah State. Oh, okay. Seven and zero oh after Hawaii. Eight and zero oh after Northern Illinois. Boise State, nine and zero. Oh. Uh, UMass for sure, ten and zero. Oh. Yeah, I'll give them your best. Eleven and zero oh with New Mexico State, and then they finish with Utah. They're twelve and zero oh this year and head. When's the, the last playoffs. time they beat Utah? Uh, it's. You know, Three or four I years? Don't no details like that. I mean, you don't. I mean, I give them New Mexico. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. I'll give you Utah. Yeah. I'll give you New Mexico State, UMass, maybe Boise. Uh huh. Maybe Northern Illinois. Well, you're skipping Arizona, Wisconsin, Cal. There's no Washington. Way. There's they're no winning way. all they're, those games. They're, they're winning them all. They're going to start the season with Arizona, loss. No, they're not going to lose to Arizona. No way. Wisconsin, loss. They at least start 2 0. Guarantee it. Whoa, whoa, you're backtracking. I thought they were going 12 and 0. Or well, they are, but let's start at the beginning here. So you're saying after Washington, they're 5 and 0? Yes. <laughs> Not a chance. Yes. <laughs> no chance. I gear, I, at 5 and 0, mm-hmm. I'll eat your underwear. You'll eat my underwear? I'll eat your underwear <laughs> if BYU is 5 and 0. Oh, I'm pooping in my underwear that day. <laughs> I'm gonna be. There is not a chance. I'm gonna be. It's gonna be the Al Roker situation that you day. Pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> I I would love. I would love mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have them be five and zero. Oh, but there's no chance. Five and zero. Oh, you eat my no underwear. No chance. They're five and zero. Oh. At five and zero oh, though, if they are, you eat my underwear. The first five and zero. Oh, five and zero. Oh. Okay. I'll eat your underwear. If like, five but hold on. Are there parameters around this underwear? You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Apparently, That's the parameter. Apparently not. I'm going to poop in my pants <laughs> that day. Apparently not. And then he eats my <laughs> underwear. I have one prediction about BYU season, and I'm not making any underwear bets. UMass will beat BYU. Oh, what? Oh, what? What is the matter with you? Stop no it. Way. That's just asinine. That's oh, okay, Mr. 12 Asinine. No, UMass is not going to beat BYU. No, they're not. That's not going to happen. They're not. They did last year, but, but they're BYU not going to BYU is yeah, not going to be 5-0 either. <laughs> I'm on the record. I mean, they're going to be lucky we'll to be. We'll see. 
one and four. Well, I will tell you this. One and four? (laughs) You don't think they beat Cal or Arizona? They win one of those games for sure. If they go 0 and 5? If I'm to be as pessimistic as I possibly can. Okay. I do believe they beat Arizona and Cal. They start I will out say 2-0. this. I will say this. If they beat Arizona for game one mm-hmm. at Arizona, mm-hmm. they probably come back and beat Cal at BYU. Yes. Okay. Then then they go then to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's tough. That's no really way. tough. No it's way gentlemen. BYU wins in Wisconsin. That's a nationally the Badgers televised. Badgers will eat them alive. 2.30 in the afternoon. Gentlemen. Yeah. Gentlemen. I love that. You will, you will eat Pat's underwear if BYU begins 5-0, and correct? Correct? Yeah, that's what okay. I said. Okay. Yeah. Pat, will you eat Jeffy's underwear if they go 0 and 5 to start the year? No, I will not. I mean, that could take you no, a Pat month will, to Pat even will be consume in such his great depression at 0 and 5. It won't matter. He <laughs> <laughs> won't have an appetite. All right, let me tell you about something I do have an appetite for, and that's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This is a great way to start your day or any time during the course of it because every scoop is a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic, boosts your immune system. There's antioxidant power there, uh, and it's just, it tastes good. It, it's really simple. You put one scoop in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink or shake, and you're done. It's that easy, and it tastes great. And then you've got a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables in your diet. It's just going to make you healthier in the long run. Uh, I feel like I have more energy since I've done this, and uh, you're going to have less doctor visits. Brickhousepat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Indifferent Ideologue on civil asset forfeiture. This is a criminal offense unless it's committed by the government. Thank you. Right. Very true. Right. Uh, regarding uh, Jeffy's inability to pronounce <laughs> dingy, <laughs> Nick in Detroit says, Jeffy took the hooked in hooked on phonics, literally. Thinking that being hooked on anything is a good thing. Uh, TJ Toppin so. says, uh, I love hearing Jeffy insist he's right while mispronouncing words. It actually made listening listening to him worth it. Uh, it Thank you. Now You're also wrong about BYU's chances that, this year. No, my friend. Yes. You need, seriously, we need to have an intervention. Because you're already, I mean, I, well, let's see I if want they to be the a fan. Let's and see if they win the first You've turned me two. into a fan. But there's no way they're 5-0, oh, my friend. We'll see. We'll I see. Mean, you'll... We'll see. The best season you have is winning those first I love two out of the box. They're, they're being really underestimated this year because of last year, which is understandable. They were 4-9 and nine last year, their worst season since 1956. Bad. Broke my heart. Terrible year. Turned me into a fan. So they're double-digit underdogs against Arizona. Now, the last time that happened in a season opener for BYU was when they were 22-point underdogs to Oklahoma in 2009 and beat them 14-13. Uh, so you don't remember it's any possible. other opening days. I mean, it's possible. So, it's possible that they, like I told you, if they beat Arizona, they got a good shot to beat Cal. Yeah, uh, at home. Yeah, but I think so if too. they lose to Arizona, Cal's going to come in saying we're beating you at home, bro. It's going to be tough. Nah, it's, they'll be. They're going to beat both one those teams. and four. 
two after and Wisconsin. Dang. Two and zero. Oh. Wisconsin may pull off a surprise win. <laughs> I don't know. At Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, At man. It's going to be tough. Uh, you ain't lying. It's going to be tough. These guys are good. That's, and so is Washington this year. That's a tough place to play, too. That's one of those another one of those loud places where they just go crazy. Man. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska. By the way, there was a season opener. I don't want to hear it. Two seasons, three seasons ago, where BYU went to Nebraska, a place called Lincoln, Lincoln Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like they came out of there victorious. A lot um, of teams do these days. <laughs> A lot of teams come out of Lincoln with a V. We'll see if that's the case after Scott Frost takes over, though. Right? Yes. Yeah. When do they start their fall training camp? Um. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You don't even know. I don't know. What kind of fan doesn't even know when fall right. training camp starts? You know what I mean? A bad uh, one. A bad one. A bad one who... Um, You're be singing a different tune when Drew Locke wins the Heisman from Missouri this year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't believe they're trying to push uh, Drew uh, they're, Locke. They're going to open up that offense. It's going to be powerful. Is it? It's going to be great. Is it now? Yeah. They actually were pretty pretty impressive offense-wise last year. Yeah, they were. But the defense, man. We, yeah, we, the we, defense. We gave up a lot. Too much. Suspect. Way too much. Yeah. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There is more. Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat Gray, and if you like what you hear on this program, you should check out the Glenn Beck Program. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, anybody see what happened with Sean Spicer at his book signing event the other day? I'm just getting so tired of this. Everywhere people go. Everywhere anybody considered to be a Republican or conservative or anybody on the right. Whenever they're in public, now they're accosted by people. That's a new reality, man. It is. It sucks, too. And it's being encouraged by a lot of Democrats, including Maxine Waters. And so, uh, it's just despicable behavior. Guys just sitting there, uh, signing books, getting ready to speak, and some idiot starts yelling at him. Be changed, uh, because of this. I'm not a Sean Spicer fan by any stretch. I, I didn't think he was a great press secretary. I, I didn't like his style. I don't necessarily even like his politics. But you deserve to just to be at your event and have it come off without somebody getting in your face and uh, calling you all kinds of names. This is fascinating. Hey, Sean, you're a real piece of garbage. Oh. And I hope you look around and you see all these empty seats and you realize even in New York City, people will not come and pay money to hear you speak. I've read the reviews. It's a garbage book. 
Dude, you're as stupid as you look. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Take him out. So now he's being escorted out, and he continues to yell at Sean Spicer. It's a garbage book, and you're a garbage person. It's a garbage book, and he's a garbage person. Garbage person. Hmm. Well, at least we didn't have to bleep anything. Right. Well, except I did, yeah. Oh. I, I had to take out some choice words My by bad. some people in the audience. And now he's going down the escalator. You lied as press secretary. Now Stop. you're lying in your book. <laughs> I've read the reviews. Oh. The Wall Street Journal called you a liar. <laughs> oh, well, then it must be true. If the Wall Street Journal called him a liar, yeah. well, he's read the reviews. He didn't need to read Sean Spicer's. He didn't even read the book. That, he read the reviews on the book. That is society in a nutshell, especially through social media, because yeah. people want to jump down your throat without having read anything in relation to what they'll without see the headline. Any of the work. They might skim it. They might whatever. They just want to get angry with you. Oh. That douchebag tells you everything you need to know. I read the reviews. You're a liar. Wait, you read the reviews about my book? You didn't read the book itself. That's that's akin to, I read the cliff notes. That is pathetic. It's not even cliff notes. That's not even cliff notes. You're right. You're just reading somebody's opinion (laughs) about what Sean Spicer wrote. He didn't even know what he wrote. I read inside the cover jacket. Yeah. That drives me out of my mind. You, I read the reviews. Oh my gosh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh I guess Iran uh, didn't take President Trump's threat very seriously because a senior Iranian military commander has warned Iran is prepared to launch a war and wage a campaign of terror against the United States. Uh, Major General Qasem Soleimani has claimed that if the U.S. starts a war, Iran will finish it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Soleimani, who heads up the Quds force of Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps, was reported by various Iranian news agencies as having made his comments during a speech in the city of Hamadan. He said, as a soldier, it's my duty to respond to Trump's threats. If he wants to use the language of threat, he should talk to me, not to President Hassan Rouhani. What could you have done against Iran in the past 20 years that you haven't done already? Oh, plenty. Plenty. Don't tempt us. Yeah. (laughs) At the end, the victory belonged to the Iranian nation. Now, you call that a win? What's going on in your country you right now? using that word. I don't think you... It means what you think it means. <laughs> you know that this war will destroy all that you possess. You will start this war, but we will be the ones to impose its end. Therefore, you have to be careful about insulting the Iranian people and the president of our republic. Oh, they've... <laughs> Iran is a republic, but we're a democracy. Okay. Um... <laughs> And in an apparent reference to acts of terror, he said, you know our power in the region and our capabilities in asymmetric war. Asymmetric war. We will act and we will work. So it sounds like he's threatening to send terrorists to the United States. You know that this war will destroy all that you possess. 
Therefore, you have to be careful about insulting the Iran people and the president. Trump should know that we are a nation of martyrdom and that we await him. Here's just a quick safety tip. Trump, let's say hostilities do erupt, General. Uh, Donald Trump won't be among those coming to, uh, you know, fire shots and fight the battle. I don't know. Uh, I'm just taking a wild stab there, but I don't think Trump will be there. He also said that the Red Sea was not secure while U.S. troops are deployed in the area. So, uh, I don't know. This war of words continues. The back and forth with Iran uh, continues. It's going to be interesting to see... um, where this goes from here, if President Trump elects to escalate things or whether he just lets this kind of calm down a little bit. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Spotify has announced that its paid subscribers rose 10% during the second quarter. And now their paid subscribers are at 83 million. Wow. 83 million. Hmm. That's a pretty good business. That's up $8 million from what they had at the beginning of the year. Reuters notes this is slightly higher than the uh, estimate by analysts. Free subscribers on the ad-funded tier mean that it's total subscriber base now. Okay, so if you include the, the free sub- subscriptions, it's up to $180 million. <laughs> That's like uh, more than half the population of the United States I'm, has Spotify. I am not hip enough, apparently. Me neither. I I've never used Spotify. See, I, yeah, I use um, I use Amazon Prime because it comes with it, you know. Or yeah, I guess I pay a little bit extra. I don't know. That's where I get my music. But. I use Apple Apple Music a lot, but this Spotify doubles Apple Music. Apple has I think forty million subscribers. Hmm. Eighty two million for for Spotify. Sheesh. Uh. The headline figure suggests that Spotify is doing well. A lot of those paid subscribers have been achieved through promotions like family and student deals and a bundle with Hulu. Average revenue per user fell 12%, uh, but it's still $5.72. So if you multiply 572 by 80 million, that's still that's pretty good. Uh Eight times five forty is four hundred million a year. That's over four hundred million dollars a year. The big challenge for streaming music companies is that almost all the revenue goes to the record labels and the rights owners. So there's not a huge profit margin. And when you add in the costs of running the business, and Spotify continues, Spotify continues to make a loss. Wow. Uh, in fact. Their losses were at $460 million. This year, they've lost $460 million? They're doing something wrong there. That's kind of a bad business model. When you, so you're adding customers but losing money. Yeah, that's not good. When you have 83 million paid subscribers and 180 million overall... And you would think that would bring in revenue too, right? If I you, mean, you'd think. You got 100, 100 million people who are looking at your service, who are there available to sell ads to. And then you're losing that kind of money? Every, half a billion dollars a year? Oh, look, I found another news story here. Apparently the federal government running Spotify. <laughs> 
What in the world? Kind of, I mean, you have to be almost that bad. Do music rights cost that much? Is that the problem? Well, yeah, I think they're expensive. So maybe um, it's a short-term thing. You know, you pay for the rights and then, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the problem that Netflix kind of had in the beginning because they had to pay for all the, had to pay the companies for the movies. And it was super expensive. And so I think that's one of the reasons they got into doing their own, uh, their, their own content was because it's cheaper than continually paying these companies to use theirs. Sean down the hall just told me I, my ear that uh, as a paid subscriber, that you know you don't see ads apparently. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, but the free the free subscribers would. So you can't you you could sell ads. Okay, that but, they will see. Yeah, I, that's a so, hundred million people. Somebody's got to be okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a bad business. <laughs> I would say. I would say at that point you're not doing a very good job. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. David K. Johnston, Pulitzer Prize winning reporter who has spent years investigating President Trump, says Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal uh, might be just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, he says that many other women <laughs> may soon be linked to affairs with the president, and some of them are very well known. Uh oh, uh, that's kind of interesting because he says, "I assure you." There are lots of other women. There are some brand name women. Brand name. Who I'm sure are hoping that their names don't get dragged into this. I mean, I know who they are, but they're not on the record. But they may be at some point. Interest. What brand name woman is uh, has been involved in an affair with Donald Trump that we don't know about? Huh. And, and define brand name woman. What is? I mean, are they like a commodity? What are we? Is it Mrs. Band Aid? Uh, what? It's like when you go to the grocery store. I mean, Susie Coca Cola. Right. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. guilty in that I always buy. You know, equate equate. Oh, you do. You know, at, at yeah, Walmart. You know, it's cheaper. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that this no, isn't this isn't equate women. This right. is brand name women. He's going with the real thing, women, not some cheap imitation of a real woman so this isn't sam's choice women <laughs> no this is no a real thing yes triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three let me give you a scenario that is uh, really unpleasant you just got a threatening letter from some bank you've never heard of you don't recognize they're foreclosing on your home because you've made no payments on your hundred thousand dollar equity loan to them and you're thinking wait a minute i didn't take out a hundred thousand dollar equity loan yeah um but they did because they got the document, which is a, uh, um, like like they did with mine, it was a Texas quit deed document. And then they copied all the information that they found in about 10 minutes online about my mortgage. And then they just traced my signature from the signature they found online onto the deed. And it's now theirs. They own my house. And then they go to the, take out a loan of whatever equity you have in your home. Could be $100,000. Could be $150,000. How much equity do you have in your home? Well, all of all of our titles and mortgages now are stored online where these thieves, they're foreign and domestic, where they find them. And, and they find them super easily. They did my mortgage. Uh, fortunately, it was Home Title Lock who did it to show me uh, how incredibly easy this is to do. They found mine in about 15 minutes. The whole process took about half an hour. 
And that's how quickly you can lose your home. Now, your signature's on it and all of that. So usually there's no recourse. So they borrow the money using your equity, leave you in debt, or sometimes they even sell the home out from underneath you. No bank, identity theft program, or insurance can protect you from this. So do what I did and sign up for Home Title Lock for pennies a day. This is so worth it. Home Title Lock puts barriers around your home's title and mortgage. The instant they detect tampering, they're, they're on to help shut it down. Find out if you're you're already a victim of title fraud. Get your $60 search free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, let's see. On Fox News, they're doing a Quinnipiac University poll of how many people approve of the president. It's down from 57 to 49% in the last month. That's a, that's a pretty big hmm. drop in one month. Uh, 888-933-93. Loyola Marymount University is hosting an LGBT activist Robin Ox for an event on September 14th. Now, this is interesting because I'm pretty sure Loyola Marymount is not a Jesuit university. It's Catholic, right? I think you're right. I think they're Catholic. Hang on. Hmm. Fascinating uh, that they yes. would host. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nice pickup. Uh, this is designed to help professors <clears throat> decipher the alphabet soup of sexual orientation and gender identity. Oh, good. We need help. And at least they've recognized that. Yeah. A brochure for the event promises that Ox will teach professors what they need to know in order to be, quote, a culturally competent faculty member in that area, unquote. According to an event flyer on the university's website, the September 14th seminar will closely examine the ever-expanding LGBTQ community, joking that the group's acronym is getting longer by the day. Sure is. Because it's not LGBTQ anymore. It's LGBTQIA+. And then just do the infinity infinity sign, and then you're good. Right. Comma, dot, 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 brace meaning infinity. Uh, They admit, though, LGBT, LGBTQ, LGBTQQIA. Oh, that's an extra Q there that I didn't even know about. This is getting... So now it is apparently LGBTQQIA. What is the extra Q? Because we we understand the first Q is for queer, right? They're lesbian, (laughs) gay, bisexual, Trans, queer, quilt bags. Uh, wait a minute. Intersex. Wait, what? What? Asexual. Go back. Quilt bags. Uh, what is 
That's one I yeah like, honestly I've never heard of. Yeah, that. it required never heard of it. It, co- it required um, deep and uh, um, research uh, to the website that you know as uh, UrbanDictionary.com. It, it's interesting this, that a story about learning about all of these the alphabet soup of sexual orientation contains another alphabet, another letter in the alphabet that we didn't even know existed with a name that I've never heard of, with a people that I didn't know were there, but they are. So what's a quilt bag? <laughs> According to the Urban Dictionary, uh, and it's an acronym to be used instead of LGBTQQ2IA. We forgot the two. Remember that two? Uh, and the two yes. meant We're the angry. two meant two spirit. Oh my gosh! We are so hateful is the problem. This is what happens when I you try to be. I apologize to all the two spirit people. I am. I, you know what? Pff, you should. I know. You should apologize, right? And I, I hope you're being sincere. I'm. Uh, you're not being a smile, like are I've you? I've never been more sincere in my life. I completely forgot about the two spirit people because a lot of these acronyms are eliminating the two. Well, let's hope that uh, when you're forgiven by the two spirit people, it's the mm-hmm. uh, one that matters. Yeah, right, I, I think. <laughs> so quilt bag is an acronym to be used instead of LGBTQQ2IA. <laughs> so it's for queer and questioning. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the Q part. That should be two Qs. Oh, Q, quilt bag itself. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's an acronym. I can't. Yes, 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 yes. So, but it sounds like a put down. Like, oh, go shut up, you quilt bag. No, no, no. I, that's a the <laughs> term of endearment now. Oh, I can't. Come here, my little quilt bag. So, inside the acronym <laughs> is another full it's acronym. acronym. <laughs> oh my gosh! And here's oh. what it stands for: the Q is for queer and questioning. The U is unidentified. The I, intersex. The L, lesbian. The T, transgender, transsexual. The B, bisexual. The A, asexual. The G, gay or gender queer. <laughs> that is astounding. Again, uh, the premise at the beginning of the program today was nothing shocks anymore. Mm. Mm. LGBTQQ2IA. I mean, seriously, stop it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And that's still not enough because one of them is is another acronym, and you go through that whole list. Hey, Pat, just a reminder you picked up on early in that story. This wow. is at a Catholic university. Yes, right. <laughs> this is where they're doing the seminar, at a Catholic university. That's really something. <laughs> Quilt bag. I mean, did I... Did I miss a change? I'm not Catholic, so maybe I missed it, where the Catholic Church said, nope, this is all great, and we support all this stuff. It, wouldn't you have to have that kind of determination or, in order for a Catholic university to host? Wow. So uh, they will explain what are some of these new labels. They will explain how people are using and experiencing sexual orientation and gender in 2018, and what you need to know to be culturally competent in this area i don't want to be yeah you do no i do not yes you do no yes you do you know what i do want i want the ability to walk around saying quilt bag (laughs) it looks like well you you have that ability permission now 
The program will be led, of course, I think, as I mentioned, by Robin Ox. He's a self-described educator, campus speaker, grassroots activist, and the editor. Wait a minute. Did you just... I don't know that Robin Ox is a guy. No, Robin is a is a woman, I think, or a person who identifies. Maybe Robin doesn't want to identify as anything. Maybe not. But Robin is an educator, campus speaker, grassroots activist, and editor of the By Women Quarterly. I'm sorry, the name of the magazine is what? The By Women Quarterly. I think I let my subscription run out. That kid came by my house raising money. Oh, really? And I was like, I don't oh. know, what do you got? And I'm just like, let's go with By Women Monthly. No, it's quarterly. Quarterly? It's quarterly. You caught me in my lie. I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't let my subscription lapse. You didn't? No, I I couldn't get through a quarter without the the buy women quarterly. Ooh, look who Robin has taken pictures with. Robin has hung out with Barack Obama (laughs) in the past. Robin Ox has. Yes, she has. How wonderful. How wonderful for her. Or him or... G, whatever. Yeah, who cares? They. I mean, just go with whatever you're in the mood for. I mean, you really have to go with they and them and theirs now, even though those are actually plural. Um, But in we're changing that now in the English language because you can't use he, his, she, hers, and all of that. I mean, you can. Do they? You can, but that will immediately out you Mm -hmm. as the hater that you are. Thank you. So just walk around calling everyone a quilt bag, and you probably got your bases covered. Hey, you quilt bag. That does sound kind of nasty, rude, doesn't it? right? Kind of rude. Kind of oh, mean. Yeah. That guy over there, he's a quilt bag. What a quilt bag. <laughs> I love that we have learned this new term. I'm, I'm in love with quilt bag. That is fantastic. An acronym to be used instead of LGBTQQ2IA. You just call them... Quilt bags. Quilt bag. Yeah, they're they're a quilt bag. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. I mean, <laughs> we're done. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me also tell you about the news and why it matters podcast. It's available for free everywhere podcasts are found. For free on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, mm. uh, really? Snap chat voice thing snapchat voice thing all that all i gotta these get things that app. And many many more it sounds good okay so, so the news and why it matters news and why you it matters your, your podcast everybody loves this show so watch it coming on today right after uh, glenn's five o'clock show you're gonna talk about quilt bags tonight might okay we just might <laughs> pat gray the blaze radio network Here. 888-900-3393. Uh, Maxine Waters said yesterday that Americans should be out in the streets screaming about President Trump. Uh, she told CNBC's John Harwood, I think he's dangerous. I don't know why people take it. I think Americans should be out in the streets screaming at the top of their voice, do something, make something happen. Uh, I know it goes without saying, but if this was a Republican saying this stuff, 
under Obama, um, they'd be accused of inciting violence. There's just no question about it. Not her, though. Not, not Maxine. First of all, she's black, and she can't be accused of anything. <laughs> During the interview, she also said, Trump is one of the most deplorable people I've ever encountered in my life. Okay. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them. Tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. That is, that is absolutely un-American. If you start screaming in people's faces that they're not welcome in America anytime, anywhere, just because you differ from them in, in political ideology, uh, that's, that's despicable and deplorable and un-American. And we should be pushing back against this kind of crap. This is just unbelievable she gets away with it. When, you know, and then if if the Democratic leadership speaks out against her, and they have, then they get bludgeoned as racists. How dare you say that? You're only saying that because she's black. <laughs> I don't, it wouldn't matter if she was purple with green polka dots. It just wouldn't matter. You shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff. I don't care what color you are. You shouldn't be saying this. That's irresponsible. Yeah, she apparently has said that she was sent by God. Oh, yeah, to, 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 battle, Trump, to battle Trump, right? Yeah, uh-huh. You but believe now, that? If a, again, we go by that uh, rule of thumb. <laughs> if a conservative utters such a phrase... Oh, you're a religious zealot, you're a nut, you're talking to God now? What a ah! freak. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, Immigration and Customs Enforcement apprehended 132 illegal immigrants in Washington, D.C.'s metro area. Uh, they had a big operation that took place over the last couple of weeks. The Washington field office recently concluded Operation Eagle's Shield, which went from the 9th to the 20th of this month, targeted various violent offenders, gang members, sex offenders, fugitives from justice, and those who otherwise pose a significant public safety threat. So they didn't go after the good, hardworking, decent, wonderful family people. They went after people they considered to be dangerous and Wait. You know, potential, potentially harmful to other Americans. They can't have it both. Wait a minute. You're telling me mm-hmm. that there is such thing as an illegal alien that's committed a crime? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe, but yeah. Is that not a typo? Um, it must be. Have we fact-checked this? They're all wonderful, good, hardworking yeah, family that's people. that's what I thought. That can't be separated from their family. Uh, one of the people arrested is even uh, uh, allegedly an El Salvadorian national who is a high-ranking member of MS-13. Maybe the most ruthless, violent (laughs) gang in the world. So one of these 132 is an MS-13 leader. I mean, that's what Pat Gray says on the Pat Gray Unleashed program. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's not like another source, like a government agency that put out a press release explaining this. ICE. Should we abolish them, though? Because, I mean, what are they doing other than deporting really bad people? Um, Well, they're separating families, Uh Keith, at the border. That's what they've done. They're tearing, they're ripping children from the grasp of their mothers, and then they spit on the mother. Hmm. And then they spit on the child. And then they poke them both with pickle forks. Uh Uh-huh. 
So and it sounds like they're you also tell me. ripping violent people right out of the suburbs. Right out the, of our country. I mean, just getting rid of them. All they're doing is, you know, murdering people. Just, I mean, the standards. I don't understand. Pretty picky. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to the point where you can't even be a member of a violent gang that cuts people's head, heads off anymore and then and and not have to fear in America. These people, that's the thing. ICE is creating fear. That's what I was, I was listening to a report on the way in this morning. Uh, some liberal whining about the fact that they have to live in fear. These poor people live in fear. Well, good. I mean, they did something wrong. Of course they live in fear. Why wouldn't they? If they're here illegally, you're breaking the rules and you shouldn't do that comfortably. Right. You want to talk about living in fear? How about the middle school? About what was it? 15, 20 minutes from the White House that's basically run by MS 13 now? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about living in fear. And if I, if I moved to Mexico mm-hmm. and I didn't alert any authorities in Mexico, I, I just came down there and I just, I thought I could have a better life on the beach in Cancun. Okay. That's my better life. I'm just going to live on the beach in Cancun. Should I be worried? Should I have to look over my shoulder to see if Mexican authorities were were ever going to apprehend me? What if I lived in fear? Well, of course I'm going to live in fear because I'm not supposed to be there. Wait, what if you're a quilt bag? (laughs) Then you could be wherever you want. Okay, good. Should never live in fear if you're a quilt bag. Ever. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, I want to play this uh, Morning Joe incident because this is fun when this happens. (laughs) Not like this hasn't happened to me because... What? Wait. It has. In fact, somebody tweeted this at me last night uh, talking about you. (laughs) Really? That's how I got... That's what I was made aware of this. So I'm not the only one. Um, Apparently, uh, Joe on the Morning Cup of Postum with uh, Susie and and Buffy, (laughs) apparently his phone went off. In the middle of the break, uh, while they're on air, he forgot to turn off his phone. <laughs> what a moron! Right. Who lets that happen ever? <laughs> what an idiot! Uh, here's what happened. It's no surprise that the Weekly Standard does this, but that is damaging. That that piece is more damaging to the GOP and conservatism than Donald Trump ever will be. Oh, you can look at that. Right in time for Bob <laughs> O'Reilly. That's pretty good. The pressure is on you now. And if I could just figure out how to stop this thing. Thank you. All right. The pressure's on you, Charlie Sykes, while I try to figure out how to stop the who from continuing. Stop yeah. it. Good. Please Lord. don't. I love there that we go. <laughs> There's a problem. All right. Go ahead. Hey, somebody get rid of this song. Here we are. Jeez, look at that. I know how to get it started. I just don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> so, it's, first of all, his ringtone is Baba O'Reilly from The Who, which is interesting. Um, but also, can we go back to can we go back to a freeze frame toward the end there when um, what's his face is on on screen with Scarborough? I think they coordinated outfits. Um, it was just kind of fun. Can we get a screenshot there? Look at that. Look at that. that's Aww. the exact same outfit, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, okay. Scarborough has the dark blue suit, blue uh-huh. tie, and so does what's his face with the dark blue suit, blue tie. He, just the difference is the uh, okay. Well, he's got the I've got a in his 
<laughs> but what is that guy's name? He's from Fox. It's what's his face from Fox is now on MSNBC. Oh, Eric Bowling. Eric Bowling. Nice. Okay, but I've got a huh. stranger incident. I've got a stranger incident that happened around here just uh, just two days ago. You've got uh, you got Dylan, the new guy, wearing uh-huh. the same thing. We'll have to get this picture. Try to get it up there as Chris Cruz. I mean, that is weird. They both decided on the same day to wear gray and black uh, uh, striped shirts. And uh, I, I found it very interesting, so I tweeted it out at Hangry Keith. I'm going to try to send this down the hall so we can put this on the Blaze TV. Okay. But I think that was unusual. Like, they both escaped from prison at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's interesting. I didn't know that uh, that Eric Bowling got got yeah. a gig at MSNBC. That's was weird. that announced and yeah. I just missed it? You think he was just on there as a guest or is he actually I working don't know. there? Usually they've got some sort of contributor deal when they start showing up like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also wanted to show you this rattlesnake uh, climbing on on board a boat, <laughs> Love it. which would be a little disconcerting if you're on the boat and uh, you've got your family there. They they freak out a little bit when their pontoon boat is approached by a timber rattler What's this? swimming in the lake. Take a look at this. <laughs> hey! Oh my god! Oh, that's a <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Oh my gosh! Is it really? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's on the boat, man. Like it actually got aboard. On, on this part right here, on the little step area there. And then the dad goes. Oh up yeah, there. look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. What did the dad do to get rid of it? What did he, did he just did just, it just jump off itself? Told it to go clean its room. I don't know what a dad's do to. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I, I don't. I didn't realize rattlesnakes could right swim for one thing. Is let he alone like climb on board like, boats? Is he like? I don't know, the equivalent of Jesus for snakes? I mean, I've never seen that. <laughs> right? That was weird. Anyway. I mean, yeah, there's water moccasins, but I didn't I didn't realize that all snakes can do that? Maybe? I don't know. Wait, what? That would be a little freaky, though, if it's headed toward your boat, boat and then starts to get aboard. I don't know what yeah, you would do know. then. Hmm. I'd probably sink the boat just to try to kill it. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, is there another way? No, there's no other way. That's, that's like that's what happens. The equivalent happens to me when a spider is it's around. The only thing you can possibly burn do. down the house. We can start over. It's fine. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know we're we're talking about the violence being incited on the left by people like Maxine Waters. Also, uh, Cory Booker said during a speech at the national conference on ending homelessness that protesters need to get up in the face of congressmen. Uh, take a look at this. And so, before I end, that's my call to action here. Mm-hmm. Please don't just come here today and then go home. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Jeez. Okay. Now, he probably just means that you need to make your feelings known. But again, if that's coming from the right, it would be the worst violent rhetoric they've ever heard. And a call to violence. And eventually, you know, they're just going to flat out call for violence. I, th- they seem to be right on the precipice of it. They hate Donald Trump so much that it would not shock me to see somebody actually just physically call 
for violence in the streets. Can that be far off? I, I don't know. I, I think we could actually see it in the next little while. 888 uh, Let me tell you about real, realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, because if you want to sell your house, you're going to need a realtor. Uh, it's you, you can do the for sale by owner thing, announce it online or whatever. It just it usually doesn't work. That doesn't go well. Even if you use a realtor that um, you know somebody tells you about or you've heard about or you found online, it, it could be a realtor that you don't get along with that you know doesn't share your same direction. That's why Glenn and Tanya put together this network of 1,200 agents all across America, realestateagentsitrust.com. They're qualified, rigorously qualified by Glenn's team based on their experience and what kind of marketing plan they have, what kind of people are they, and uh, what are the results they've gotten for clients in the past. Plus, they're fans of the show. So you go in with that in common at least and that just makes for a more comfortable situation. If you're trying to sell your house, obviously you want to sell it quickly. You want to get the most you can out of it. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and we'll introduce you to the best person for you in your entire area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from TechRu tweets: the use of nested acronyms is a sure sign of a military program. Best get Alex Jones to investigate these quilt bags. <laughs> uh, just to muck and fudge says brand name woman is going to need a new song to the tune of American Woman from Pat. Uh, this will surely land him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Before Foreigner, of course. Brand name woman! <laughs> Get away from me! Uh, last time we did yeah, a tune, to, it was American, it was, uh, American, American Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> right. Uh, hangry, uh, from Right Wing Ninja One, Hangry Keith just asked Pat how BYU's opening game went last year. Yeah. Oh, so they want me to ask you how how it went. How did? Because I can't remember opening day last year. Maybe you can. Mm. About LSU or I don't something. Remember that you don't all. remember that. LSU. What is mm. that like a drug of some sort? So wait a minute. You remember opening day several mm. years ago against Nebraska, but you do I not do remember just that. the last opening yeah, day. I do remember that? But huh. no, last year. Did you not have an opening day last year? No, there was no <laughs> opening. You know, in Nebraska fact, neither. They canceled the season last Same year. Same with us. So yeah, why did they cancel BYU in Nebraska seasons? I I'm not sure. You know, I that think... would have been a heck of a game, by the way. BYU Nebraska. Oh, it'd been like six to three double overtime. <laughs> I I do know this. Last year, BYU would not have beaten Nebraska. They would not spoken like someone who didn't watch them. any Husker games. I didn't, but I <laughs> I can't imagine. They couldn't beat UMass last year. And they're not going to beat them this year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, what are we they betting? Are. What are we betting? What are we betting? Oh, you, I'm not doing seriously? underwear bets. Are I'm, you seriously making yeah. that bet that UMass beats BYU? Yeah. 
and I owe it to UMass because that's, I had money on them against BYU. That's insane. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna work this through because there is no chance UMass does that twice in a row. No chance. No chance. This None. game is actually in UMass, if you recall. I do recall. Well, okay. Yes. So it doesn't matter. What are we betting? Uh, I don't know, but we got to figure it out. Because I, I don't gamble, um, but no. we'll come up with something because that pisses me off. That you think that UMass, you honestly think, so what do you think they're going to go winless this year? If they lose to UMass, they're certainly losing to every decent team on the schedule. November 10th, so between now and November 10th. We'll come up with something. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know how BYU is going to be. I honestly don't. It's just fun to, to watch you get agitated over a complete pointless game that I don't really <laughs> that care is about. not pointless to me. You're right. You're right. You're that right. Not that was not well said. I apologize. But yeah, UMass is going to beat them. Probably double digits. <laughs> Triple maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be even close. DMXDM tweets, I hope BYU is undefeated when they meet Boise State this year and then lose big on the blue turf. Uh, no. Uh, that's not going to happen. I hope Boise State is undefeated when BYU crushes them yeah. on the blue turf. UMass could be undefeated by November 10th. That could be a heck of a game. A couple of undefeated, undefeated powers meeting up there. <laughs> UMass unbeaten by November 10th? Uh-huh. <laughs> who's on the, I mean, who was on their schedule? Like, nobody? I don't know. Let's look it up. Oh, no. Are we going to do that? UMass football uh-huh. schedule. Uh, All right, let's see what we got here. All right, so they're going to open up against du- Duquesne. I mean, that that's a win. Should probably beat Duquesne. Uh, Boston College. Uh, they lose to Boston College. Georgia Southern. Probably lose that game. Mm-hmm. FIU, they definitely lose that. What? They beat Charlotte. Mm. Maybe they beat Ohio. It's not Ohio State. It's Ohio University. Frank Solich there. Then South Florida. That's the one they lose to, not the FIU. Yeah. Right? Coastal Carolina has a football team? Wow, who knew? I didn't even know that. Got a heck of a baseball team. Chanteliers. UConn. Uh, they, I don't know. They probably lose to UConn, too. <laughs> Liberty. Oh, they beat Liberty. Come on. Then they got BYU. Then they and got that. Georgia. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. BYU might catch UMass looking ahead. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, anyway, we'll come up with something to bet that's uh, that's legal. Uh huh. And um, okay. And uh, boy, I'm a. Let's go UMass. What are they? The Minutemen? What are they? They are the Minutemen. Are they, okay. The UMass Minutemen. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> and and you know, you look at their independent schedule compared to BYU's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell me who the real program is. All right, UMass is going to get that at large bid in the playoffs for sure. No, yeah, hmm? yeah. This is the year for them. This is the year they they break through. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed, United States just found the largest dinosaur foot ever discovered—a footprint. Yes, they didn't find the actual foot. No. Okay. The dino, yeah, dinosaur footprint. About 150 million years ago, a giant long-necked dinosaur stomped on the ground in Wyoming. <laughs> And left behind what researchers said Tuesday is the largest dinosaur foot, like you said, footprint. They keep saying foot ever discovered. What? Yeah, look at that. What's the source? The largest dinosaur foot ever discovered. When it's a footprint. The foot bones found beneath a series of tail bones extend about three feet wide and are believed to belong to a brachiosaur from a group of extinct herbivores known as uh, sauropods. 
This is an exceptionally large foot, bigger than the elements of all other known sauropod foot bones. So, side note, Your Honor, it actually was a foot they discovered. Uh-huh. I'm the one that screwed it up by saying <laughs> right. footprint. Right, it's not a print. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I get asked often, what's the biggest, longest, whatever superlative dinosaur that ever existed? And in this case, I can actually provide an answer now. To give a sense of the creature's immense size, its thigh bone alone measured nearly 6.8 feet. Wow. This thing is almost Jeffy size. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, on the Jeffy scale, it's like right there. That said, the Wyoming Brachiosaur is not the largest known dinosaur. No, that he works here. Other excavations have turned up fossils from animals that were likely larger, but is the biggest foot in evidence. Hmm. Hmm. I it's in gonna be interesting to find out where dinosaurs fit into the whole scope of existence. Probably about the same time what the Pilt Man. Pilt Down Man. Pilt Down Man was mm-hmm. About the same time? About the same era? I don't know. I can't figure it out. Because obviously there's bones of these animals. And I can't. I don't know when this happened. Because, you know, if you believe in the Bible, and I do, then where did, where did dinosaurs come from? Where did that happen? Did it happen during the time of the Garden of Eden? Was there death outside the garden and that's where the dinosaurs were? Uh, or... Did they did they exist before man was placed on the earth and died out and then man was placed on the earth? What about the thought that I don't know dinosaurs are still around today? I mean, you know, you've got lizards and stuff and uh, and Jeffy Jeffies. You got Jeffy. I, I don't know about plural, but you've got Jeffy. So there's some evidence that um, that they still roam the earth. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. These are the kind of questions know. that I. Uh, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, and I don't anymore, because it doesn't matter, because the world is insane, so (laughs) I've stopped caring about pretty much anything of consequence. It's a true story. And there you have it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow to uh, (laughs) share more insanity with you here on Packray Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.